What is up, Chomp Nation? Welcome to another edition of the Chomp Cast. We know life is precious and your time is valuable. So thanks for making our show part of your day. Hopefully we can return the favor by enhancing the grind of life just a little bit. We give you those legendary life boons you need to survive 2021. Don't forget to check out SwordChomp.com for our written reviews, merchandise, all of our podcasts, including recent reviews, interviews like Jason Graves, legendary composer, and much, much more, especially our Patreon page, patreon.com uh, slash SwordChomp. If you enjoy what we do, please head on over there and check out all the incredible tiers that we have there. Oh, we got a special show today with a special guest that I'll be getting to here in a little bit. Um, you know, guys, I grew up, I guess, <laughs> I grew up in a very heavily religious family. I don't Did know you? Something... Did you grow up? It's, it's still up for debate, I think. Um, okay. It's a rousing debate. And I grew up in a pretty religious family, and whenever I wanted to watch a movie, like let's say there was a big movie come out, even if it was PG-13, my mom would go to this website, and I forget the exact name of it, but basically you could screen the content of the movie to find out how many F-bombs it had, exactly how many sex scenes it had, all sorts of shit like that. So it would be like, oh, Goodwill Hunting, 374 F-bombs and one use of dick sucker or something like that, you know what I mean? And it would like very elaborately break, break this down so that religious parents could keep track of what their kids were watching. Um, and that's what my parents would do anytime I wanted to watch a movie that was PG-13 and over. Now, the only plus was sometimes if it was rated R but it wasn't bad, like Blair Witch Project, they looked at that on the rated R thing and they're like, you know what, this is like not too bad. So um, they let they let me watch it. But anyways, the point is I was kind of looking into some research for today's show because we're doing a whole topic of fuck, marry, kill, Microsoft, Nintendo, Sony. Um, God help us. And I was kind of researching a fun thing to talk about before the show. Um, as I see Josh typing with this maniacal look upon his face, I know something's about to happen here. Is Josh ever typing without a maniacal look on his face? And I found kind of a similar thing that was kind of weird. Uh, it was from the sparrows home.com where it seemed like there was these religious, very religious people that were like breaking down these movies and they were breaking down Spider-Man homecoming. And I thought this was pretty interesting. A vulgar game. You'll wish you didn't know existed. Now let me set this up a bit for you. Have you heard of the game called FMK fuck, Mary kill. They didn't type it out because it's a Christian website. Obviously you identify Form a group of people, which person you'd have sex with, F, which one you would marry, M, and which one you would kill. It's disturbing that this game exists, right? All right. <clears throat> In Spider-Man Homecoming, there's a scene where a 14 and a 15-year-old are in gym class, and a group of girls are sitting on the bleachers, apparently playing this game. One girl says, I would F Thor, and then goes on to describe who she would marry and kill from the Avengers. The conversation turns spider. Uh, this conversation turns to Spider-Man, and that's where your attention is supposed to go as well. I, however, was stunned. As a sweet Christian lady, I would f Thor. These are fourteen and fifteen-year-old children. How many people read that line and gave it the green light before it appeared? How many people hear it and think it's no big deal? Maybe it isn't a big deal. Kids talk about sex, right? A 14-year-old girl saying that she liked to have sex with Thor while he jams his giant hammer into her. Nope! That's definitely disturbing. 
<laughs> that's that's what's gonna happen during sex. <laughs> Mjolnir, enter her pussy. Bia. That's <laughs> is it? Hmm. It's a, it's a metaphor. You didn't add that, did you? I did. Okay, I was about to oh, say. Oh God damn it! I thought she did. God damn it! Fuck you, Morgan. <laughs> oh, I should have known better. That's a good Christian I thought, woman. Yeah, right I there. thought she was telling on herself. There is what was happening. It's like because that, like, that 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 didn't come like up in the, in the scene? in the natural yeah. course of the film. This this sounds like so yeah yeah it hit yeah. a nerve. That would have been the the <laughs> yeah. Speaking of hitting a nerve, um. Thor's hammer, let me tell you. How long we can... And then she goes on this long thing about how she felt like they were sexualizing these young... It was a, it was an interesting thing. Like, I didn't... She actually kind of had a point, but it was weird that, like, anyone had seen that scene and thought about that as well. Because, like, whenever I saw it, I was just like, oh, some kids playing the game, you know, for fun. But it's weird how that context is added to it from their perspective of, like, trying to find these things that are very inappropriate that really, like, shocked this lady. I bet there's very few people that thought that, but I don't think that her perspective is completely invalid. Um... Interesting, though, I think. Interesting. To imagine that the, the reality is that there is probably a lot of 14, 15-year-old girls. Poor me, our special guest that I'll introduce here in a little bit, and Josh. We all have children, and one day our children will be on the blacktop maybe playing this game when they're teenagers. And that brings me a lot of terror because I have three little girls. Um, but the game, Fuck, Mary Kill. I didn't. This game was not around when I was a kid. I don't know about you guys. What? Um no, I never heard the fuck Mary kill oh game. Oh my god! Never mind. You I did. Leave you just explained this with the whole. You you already gave us the caveat of how you grew up, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah no, it was just... there. Oh yeah. Mine was just Mary, Mary, Mary. I want to marry her. Oh. Um. <laughs> I was a sweet kid. I had a tender yeah. heart. Um. I saw Squall and Renoa kissing in space, and I knew that true love was real. So. <laughs> His version was Mary. Not bring home to dinner and dump holy water on her face. That was his version. <laughs> hey, if you're in a splash holy water on me, oh, oh, that's an interesting Take fetish. Shaman's out of you. I'm working and I Put believe in rom coms. Get the demons out of me and then stick <laughs> your demon in me. All right, anyways, <laughs> this is getting out of control. <laughs> um,. It's it, it's and also an interesting correlation because our audience voted overwhelmingly that they had an attraction toward Yuffie, who I found out this week is a lot younger than she thinks she is. We'll talk about that in the polls. So there was a creepy and correlation between been told these two about topics. Eight dozen times this week, still hasn't figured out how to say her name. You you guys don't say Yuffie? No, no we, we say Yuffie, which is her name. All right, forgive me. Forgive me, I've created a terrible sin pronouncing Yuffie's. You know, a lot of people say Seifer's uh, wrong, Seifer's name wrong too. They say Cypher. So, and I don't, I'm not correcting them. I'm just like, fine. It's, it's okay. You can leave your Because that's the only character you care about. Mm. Care about all And the also, yeah. I don't think Vaughn his name was said until Kingdom Hearts. That's true. I don't think anyone ever verbalized it. Um, but when would they have verbalized um, Yuffie? Actually. Did they the even say it in Kingdom? Yeah, no. Yeah, at some point, somebody. And not all the lines are voiced in Kingdom Hearts, so I had to stop and think if anybody ever no, said the it. Kid, no, they did, yeah. It may have been after. It may have been Kingdom Hearts 2 before anyone said it. And Do you. Did, when did they pronounce Yuffie? When did you hear Yuffie? When was the first pronunciation of that one? In the movie? So, what was that? 2002? Advent Children? Okay. When was Advent Children? Now. It's like two or three? 
2002? 06. Obviously, the movie's not canon. Things. We can't trust that. Um, Everything's canon. Any- <laughs> Everything's canon, on, and on top of that, we even talked about how they included the scene from 05. Advent Children in the remake. So it is canon. <sighs> they did. Well, it's Tetsuya Nomura, so of course he did. I mean, it's this little baby. He's going to carry his babies over. Um, so fuck, Mary kill. Who would we fuck, Mary and kill? Microsoft, Nintendo, or Xbox? Oh, sorry. Microsoft, Nintendo, or Sony? Microsoft, um, It's interesting. I don't... Shay really wants us to, you know, get yelled at by all the pe- <laughs> console people on the internet, so I couldn't talk them out of this one. Um, it, it's just an interesting thing. A lot, a lot of just kind of... These intros, I just want to give people interesting things to think about. Um, we're going to run through a couple of quick games. Shay played something called Nuts. Um... And we'll catch up on a couple of quick things. I think we're saving a lot for next week, though, because Rich is here. And we want to talk about a lot of Final Fantasy VII stuff with our special guest that I'm still not introducing yet. Although, if you've listened to our show before, you probably know who it is. Because there's so much Final Fantasy VII news that was kind of just dropped recently with the Final Fantasy VII Remake Upgrade and the Battle Royale mobile game and the DLC for Yuffie. There's a lot of cool stuff that we have to have the expert here to talk about with us. So, uh, And a bunch of cool polls like how perverted our audience is when it comes to Mrs. Yuffie. So you don't want to miss it. It's going to be fun. Let's get to some introductions. Mrs. I'm Yuffie so... was her father. Mrs. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad this person's here. They are bringing the sex appeal to the Chompcast. Joshua Fowler from Michigan. Whoa. Woo! How are you doing, Josh? Pretty Put damn good. Pretty damn good. He's feeling great now. Mm-hmm. Exuding sexuality. We didn't get to record this episode, even <laughs> though we wanted to. So your exu- all the sexuality you're exuding is going to be lost mm-hmm. in the audio format. I'm sorry. I think it comes across. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's true. Who am I to doubt you? <laughs> when you can, when the sexuality can come across in the audio. You know you're in good shape. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a long intro there. Of course, uh, Shay Layton, the professor, is joining us from Japan. The one and only. How are you doing, Shay? I'm good, man. I'm good. Glad to be here. Glad to talk um, about video games. Glad to talk about nuts. Glad to talk about fucking and marrying and killing. I'm glad to talk about Final Fantasy. And most of all, I'm glad to see Leslie. <laughs> who? Who? You glad Leslie. to see who? Uh, Leslie? Well, who's that? Um, She's better known as the Queen of Sword Chomp. <gasps> Wow, the Queen of Sword Chomp is here. Oh my, how could I have not introduced them first? I am so ashamed. I'm embarrassed. Hold on. Forgive me. Forgive me, my queen. Let me give you a great entrance. (laughs) That's Morgan flagellating himself. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) I would rather have like all the Dr. Pepper cans knocked over like in a time of... Mm. Ooh, you like that? Ooh, I can That's great. That. Yeah, piss you know, cascading I'm, I'm, out of them. I'm upset with you. You promised that fish was gonna be here, and that's how you got me on in the first oh, place. Oh, fish this, <laughs> fish that. Leslie Morales joins us here, Sector Seven. Uh, I'm never gonna hear the end of fish. Fish no. this, fish that. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. This is what it takes. If I have to use Fish's faded husk memory to bring you onto the podcast, it must be done. Manipulation. And I I don't feel bad about it because now you're here and Mm -hmm. uh, you're trapped. I am. (laughs) To be fair, Fish hadn't been on here for an hour and you stuck around during the pre-show. That's rude. 
She must feel bad for us. The queen is here. Roll out the red carpet. That's the red carpet. Okay. <laughs> that didn't sound like a red carpet. I apologize. No. Um, yeah. Leslie Morales joins us here to talk about uh, all sorts of cool stuff in gaming, including Final Fantasy VII. You have, do you have some strong thoughts on uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake news, DLC, all that stuff? Of course I do. Okay. Opinions. I hope so. I want yes. some strong opinions here. Yes. Um, and yes, if you're new to the show, she is the queen of sword chomp. So, I'm General Mountain Time. Morgan from Montana. Let's get right to it. Fuck. Marry. Kill. The game that horrified that poor lady from Sparrows or whatever dot com. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what, Leslie? You're the special guest this week. So I'm gonna dump it right on your lap. Oh, great! And give and give you a chance to really kick this off. Okay, so look, it's just for fun. I know. Yeah, look. kick it right off of your lap, Leslie. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give me a towel. <laughs> uh, it's easy. It's not a difficult task. Um. So yeah, it's it's a silly topic. Now everyone listening, it's not meant to get the console people heated. I is. I should I should open with is there anyone that's not going to kill Microsoft because if so I need we need to have a talk, um, but it's all in good fun, um, you know just to have a, a, sort of our silly way with this we'll see what happens. Uh, I couldn't persuade Shay on this one so let's see what happens with the topic. Leslie, let's start with your three who. Why don't you just go ahead and list them off and why? It just just for fun. Like, fuck, Mary kill. Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony. Lay it on us. Okay. You have to marry Nintendo because it's like a PG company. That's not... You can't do anything else to them because that's not okay. It's, it's a not family. It's, a fa- it's not appropriate. It's a family company. Okay. 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 All right. So you marry them. Although when you're married, you do engage in intercourse. Um. So I've heard. Maybe I, I don't know what kind of marriage you're in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've I've heard about it. I've yet to do that. But, yeah. Uh, um. Kill Microsoft. Microsoft is like the bad boyfriend that keeps coming to your house looking for you. Ooh. From personal experience, have you had that happen? Maybe. We're not going to go into detail. Or the creepy bald guy you talk to on Skype sometimes? Yeah, the Canadian guy. Yeah. Yeah. Canadian looking. Reminds me of somebody. Ooten, that's a compliment. A lady never kisses and tells. Gross. (laughs) Um, And obviously, fuck. Me. No. No, I said that in there so good. PlayStation. And the only reason, the only reason. Let's get out of here for about three minutes. That's disgusting. No, Shay, please don't leave me alone. Please don't. Please don't. Uh, Because PlayStation has been giving out, well, not giving out, but only doing exclusives for Final Fantasy lately. Hmm. So they have your heart because they have the Final Fantasy. I don't have a choice, do I? That's true, but wouldn't you go for a Sony gal your whole life for the most part? But but it, what you're saying is you'd go with the Final Fantasy. You'd follow the Final Fantasy wherever it went. What if Final yeah. Fantasy was on Microsoft? You'd then be, that's you where would, I would go. That's where you'd go. Okay. But it's not. 
But yes, you're correct. Uh, we were like PlayStation for the longest time, and then we ended up with like a gifted Xbox, and then ended up with PlayStation 4 because of 15. What do you do with your Xbox? Is it just sitting there collecting dust? Is it a no. paper doorstop or something? Mm-hmm. The kids play it. Okay. We have children. Yeah, I know. I have kids too. Um, and they, they're just, they have no, they'll play anything you put in their hands. Like video games. That's great. Um, okay. So your choices, you, Nintendo's too sweet. You have to marry them. Kill Microsoft, of course, because they're the bad ex-boyfriend that keep and won't leave you alone. Um, and of course you would fuck Sony, which is interesting for, I think you'd want to marry Sony because they have the goods that are most important to you, but I see where we're coming from there. No. Marriage is uh, well, we all know about that. All right, Shay, fuck, marry, kill Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo. So I'm first off gonna go with a. Uh, I'm gonna go with the most obvious choice for me. I'm gonna. Kill Nintendo right off the bat. Oh my god! I don't have much of an affinity for them. Um, I really enjoyed the 3DS when I got one, and I've enjoyed the Switch, but I didn't really grow up with the Nintendo. As you guys know, I grew up with Sony, or not Sony, uh, Sega Genesis and Sony. After that, so Nintendo was kind of the thing that I didn't really have a lot of experience with as a child. Uh, Friends always owned those systems. I didn't. After that, um, Josh just said, "Why isn't Sega one of the?" That's Josh's dream. <laughs> Let's do a topic: kill, kill, right. kill. Sega, Sega, Sega. No, we can't do that. Um, right. Um, I would probably at this point marry Sony, just because I PS One on. I've kind of been with them for a long time. Uh, a lot of my favorite games come from Sony. A lot of the Crash Bandicoot games, for example. Um, like Leslie said, I fell in love with Final Fantasy on Sony, even though it was originally the originals came from Nintendo, which I acknowledge that, and I was actually thinking about that throughout my process um, of deciding which one was going to be which. And I would fuck Microsoft. I think about the Xbox 360 era and how amazing that was. I also think about how into Game Pass that I am. Um, I've been able to play a lot of games on Game Pass, thanks to Microsoft. Mm-hmm. So, um, in 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 some ways, I kind of feel dirty using Game Pass because it's like I'm not quite supporting mm. these developers. Yeah. So it's like a dirty me, fuck. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just made sense to me. So that's my that's my three. I'm gonna kill Nintendo. I'm going to fuck Microsoft, and I'm gonna marry Sony. And so now I'm married to a corpse. Thank you. Yes, the order of these is very important. Uh, so, um, you know, if you're in a necrophilia, it's not that bad of a, a deal. I have a heavy life insurance policy. It's fine. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could spin that. Um, okay, Josh. Fuck, Mary kill. Mm, fuck them all. <laughs> oh, wow. You want to fuck all of them? Mm. No, you can't do that. What? You can't fuck them all. Yeah, at the same time. You can... You could fuck 
Well, one of them you will fuck. One of them you fuck after you're married, and then one of them, I guess you could kill them and fuck the dead body, but we're trying to play by the rules here. Mm. Hey, hey, who are you to dictate who has who in whose bedroom? Yeah. If Josh wants to have an orgy, let the man have an orgy. I know, but the game isn't fuck, fuck, fuck. Uh, it's a different game. No, that's the game much of more life. Fun. That's true. <laughs> that is also true. Or Mary, Mary, Mary. It could be a polygamist. So. Hmm. Or kill, kill, kill. You just be a sick, yeah. <laughs> Gal, gal, gal. Um, um, but no, I mean, really, like, fuck them all. Like, they're, they've thanks. all done stuff that's worthwhile and have, like, in other instances, have just completely, completely just fucked us over with, you know, their other money grubbing and just dumb business decisions. Um, like all of them, all of them have done that at one point or another. Um, and it's just been frustrating to live through with all of them. Um, is this just a way for you to uh, talk about the PC? Is that really? <laughs> no, I mean, Microsoft made that um, for the longest time. It was really good open system. And then they put their Windows store on there and that thing's a mess. And they're, you know. Attempting to make that more like Apple at this point, which, yeah, again, fuck them. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm wondering if any, like, I do, I, I think Nintendo is the most stable of them as far as, like, like, what the vision is of the company, like, so like that that's kind of the only option that could even consider for Mary. I'm but like Yeah, even that it's not like they're yeah, much I would more stable. Nintendo. You're but you're yeah, you're more of a Nintendo loyalist than people now. I mean you'll reserve the Nintendo new Nintendo consoles. You'll generally throw down money in all the Nintendo games. You grew up with Nintendo. Do I? I think yeah, I think so. I mean, was there ever a Nintendo console that you didn't like reserve ahead of time? I know you were the the last few All that I known you, you were. I you know. reserved a Switch just because I knew that was going to be a pain in the ass to find. And, and that's the, Wii. the only console I've ever pre-ordered. Hmm. Okay, I've always just thought of you as a Nintendo person. Yeah, that was not a Nintendo thing so much as it was a. Uh, I'd lived through the Wii thing. That was a game of wits. I saw the writing on the wall with, again, another, you know, fuck Nintendo thing of, we're just going to release this thing before we have anywhere near enough stock. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, kind of, yeah, that was, saw the writing on the wall. That's the only reason I really pre-ordered that one. Um, I was about to say it's the only one I've owned handhelds of, but Microsoft doesn't make handhelds, and it's not even true because I like I have the Sony handhelds too. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I could see a Mary though for you on Nintendo. I guess. I guess. But you really just hate them all secretly. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be it'd be like it'd be like a, you know. 70s sitcom marriage where we both hate each other and it you know you it's it's kind of like the opposite of a romantic comedy 
for those seventies sitcoms. You're not you're not waiting until yeah. they finally realize they're in love. You're waiting for one of them to finally realize that they actually hate the other person and the murder to start. You just Yeah. Yeah. The best okay. sort of sitcoms. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. <laughs> I feel that. Sick bastard. Um I don't know what sitcoms you're watching, but I want to watch it. <laughs> I mean, that's most of them. Like, yeah. like it's a, it, like if you if wrong. you actually looked at the dialogue in them and it's how much you like how much they just for it's some subliminal. reason hated uh, hearing their spouse talk anytime they said anything on those old shows. Yeah, it, it, I mean, Red and Red and Kitty, even them in that '70s show, they were very up and down. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that sort of generic old idea of marriage where they're just like secretly miserable because obviously nobody who's married is miserable. We're all incredibly happy, right, guys, gals? That's right. Um, uh, okay, yeah, I honestly, I'm, I'm mostly with. So I think mine are pretty similar to. No, mine are different than Leslie's. Actually, I would marry. I would marry Sony because I've loved Sony consoles my whole life, and I want their exclusives forever. I would fuck Nintendo because every now and then Nintendo drops a game that I have to play, so I go down and pick up my Switch, hit it and quit it. You know, I'm gonna hit it and quit it with Pokemon Snap. You know, or they'll drop a Zelda or something. I'm gonna go downstairs, play the Switch, and. Uh, I'm not going to feel dirty about it necessarily. And of course I'm going to kill. I there's honestly, Microsoft is a tough thing for me. I really just don't get why Microsoft is hanging around. I just don't, I just don't really see a strong, I mean, I know people like game pass and I think Shay had a good metaphor with the feeling dirty. Cause you, and that's not to disparage it because there are like Ori and of course maybe halo will be great. And there's a lot of great people that work on those systems and those games and that work very hard on their games. But I just feel like if you moved a couple of the necessities that they have over somewhere else, whether it be PC or PlayStation 5, I just I just don't see a lot of extreme value to me for the Xbox. And I would be most comfortable killing it off because I feel like I could live without it. Um, In its current iteration, the system itself, yeah. the, the hmm. I mean, the Xbox, we're not killing Xbox off, though. We're killing off Microsoft. And with Game Pass, Oof. it's so valuable, which is why I couldn't comfortably say kill it. I mean, if it was just Xbox Series X, PS5, or Switch, that's a different conversation. Yeah. Well, but think about it this way. Yeah, and Shay, you don't have the infinity for Nintendo, but I cannot kill a system that's going to have Zelda and Pokemon and Donkey Kong, I can't in good conscience kill oh, something oh, yeah. like that. For sure. I would never kill the Switch over the Series X. There's there's not a planet that exists or a timeline that exists that I would do that. Supposedly there are infinite timelines. Mm. Let me tell you right now, every single one of those infinite ones, I would not kill the Switch. <laughs> over well, but the if you kill X. if you kill Nintendo for the fun of this conversation, you would in, inevitably be killing the Switch because they are the creators. Well, yeah, I mean the company as a whole. When comparing company to company to company, yes, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. But if we're comparing system to system, that's what I'm talking about. Looking at the whole, <laughs> yeah, whole but area. I mean, like I said, it's the umbrella thing. If you kill <laughs> Nintendo, the Switch goes bye bye, and you yeah, killed yeah, we them. Established that <laughs> you, you killed, killed Nintendo. Them. 
since you know Sony doesn't have any competition during the uh, like second gen era, and then they're able to use all their shady business deals to kill more than just the Dreamcast. <laughs> Sony is now the only console out there. Congratulations! It, it is sad that we don't. Yeah, we're not having that conversation. There's not a fourth option. Fuck, marry, kill. Mm-hmm. Um, what's Date. a fourth? What's know. a fourth fun option? <laughs> Fuck, marry, kill. Ghost on social media, maybe. Ghost on social um, media. For Sega, I mean, if if Sega was still around, it's just it's trash. Did you have any good Sega memories as a kid, Leslie? Did you play like Genesis or Dreamcast or anything like that? The Dreamcast was like my brother's system. Like my older younger brother's system. Um, he's like a year older than I am. But like Sonic and all that was like his his thing. And the super was my oldest brother's thing, so he's like five years older than I am. So that's how I ended up with Nintendo. Mm, okay. So no, not really. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. That's too bad. It's weird that when you like cause I think Everyone thinks of it sort of selfishly, but it's hard for me to imagine someone growing up without fuzzy Sonic memories because as a kid, being eight to ten years old and having a friend that had Sonic and just like being at that age in the 90s, it's weird to imagine in the same way it's probably weird for people to imagine not having Mario memories or something. It's it's hard to imagine someone not growing up with that, but, you know, is I mean, I didn't grow up with Atari and my dad would say the same thing. What? You don't have Atari memories? You don't have Pong memories? No. Never even played Pong, so sad. Yeah, I don't. No, that's not true. I'm sure I played Pong somewhere. That's probably impossible not to have played Pong. There was a VR version of Pong that was actually pretty cool. Now that I think about it, in the V in the VR headset, it was like a weird Pong style 3D game. But um, hmm. anyways, yeah, sad that Sega is not around in that conversation anymore. Although <laughs> Fuck Mary Kill Stadia is really the one that's getting ghosted on social media at this point. Uh, <laughs> And I don't know. I think that's more of a suicide situation than anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck Mary Kill Suicide? Oh, that's dark. They they fucked, then they got married, and then they were so miserable they wanted to kill them, and then they didn't want to go to jail, so they commit suicide. See, it's a cycle going on through all four of them. Um But no, you know what's funny about that? When I interviewed um this will be going up eventually, but I interviewed the composer of Cyber Shadow. And he was a delightful gentleman, Enrique Martin, uh, for In the Blood. And what's crazy is, like, without hesitation, he owns all the system. Um, <laughs> uh, he owns a, everything. He's a passionate gamer and composer. But he said that he played um, Cyberpunk on his Stadia just because there was a deal that if you res- reserve Stadia, um, you get, like, a special controller or the game or something like that. I forgot what he said. Mm-hmm. But And he... He just enjoys his stadia just fine. He didn't seem to have any sort of like weird bias, like like I'm being honest, I do. And I've never even played or touched the thing. So I do feel bad about that. I have sort of like a negative bias against stadia. I've never touched it. I've never played it. <laughs> I just, but I've no. created this bias and it's probably, it's not right, probably. But. No, it's, it's right. It's, there's nothing wrong with it except America. Like our internet infrastructure is complete dog shit. So if you live anywhere, you know, like in a city or whatever, where you can get decent internet, it's fine. Like, but that was, yeah. that, that was the issue with, oh, uh, what was the one that came up before Stadia? The, uh, I can't even remember oh, what it was what called. Was the... There was another one. There was another streaming game service that came up before Stadia. And 
it was a disaster because the internet here is just a joke. Um, same thing with Stadia. Like, yeah, it's great in, you know, all four cities where you've got internet good enough to use it. Um, or like a massive city. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think most people probably just feel overwhelmed. Like, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but like every, it seems like every day there's a new app to get a new TV show. Like they just amount, announced that Paramount app with the poll mm-hmm. we'll talk about later with Halo. It's like a nut. My wife is telling me because we both love Frasier. We're like, if we want to watch that again, we have to get another fucking app, and there's some cool shit on it. So at this point, I mean, you could just buy the the DVDs, buy the Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. Come on, Josh. Yeah, Does anybody still get up and put Blu-rays in? Yeah, all the kidding. time because we realize that these all these streaming services are fucking us over uh-huh. by moving stuff around all the time. So you just either you, you get the streaming the service. Yeah, or you get cable. You get pushed back to cable because you have too many streaming services, or you buy the freaking DVD set, and you go back to well, DVDs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, interesting. You told me that all you watch on Netflix is The Office over and over and over. If you I just bought the DVD set or the Blu-ray set of that years ago, you could have saved well, probably a few thousand dollars by now. I did, but here's the problem: I bought it for my wife for a Christmas present, just as a collector's item because it had the behind the scenes stuff that I mm-hmm. wanted. But um the problem was, you know, we we're kind of like cozy people. We sit down, we just kind of binge it, and we just what? we get to the point where we're all relaxed and cuddling or whatever, and then it's like you need to change the disc and we're like, oh have you not taught your kids how to do that for you? Like what well there's what, well, what, what, what did you have kids for, Morgan? <laughs> I mean you I have can't kids to teach kid. them how to change the Blu-ray for you. I know I, we Josh, were trained I, to change you know. the channel. I mean uh-huh. Usually, Josh, the kids are not around because that's alone time. You know, I can't watch TV with the kids around because they're noisy and they just, you know, kids. On top of that, you can't ask your kids to change the disc to Backdoor Slut 7. That's a little inappropriate, Josh. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She has a point. I need to ask our audience how they feel about anal one of these weeks. That's an interesting topic. Um, Is it? Never... I've never tried it, but I like to talk to people who have. Um, it's just interesting. The idea, you know, it's a butthole. Um, anyways, uh, I uh, I just feel like in, in summation that like there with this topic, the fuck Mary kill thing made me think about the fact that the butthole three three already feels. <laughs> We didn't even get to the PC, but three already feels like a lot for me to juggle with my time. And I feel like, unfortunately, for Stadia, even as an effective console for me, it's just another thing. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, right or wrong, have built up these sort of loyalties via mostly like trophies or achievements or whatever you want to fucking call it. It's just hard for me to throw another fucking dice into the, the pile. You know, what's a, or a better, uh, probably a better word for it. Just throw another. Shrimp on the Barbie. Long on the fire. (laughs) Shrimp on the Bob, eh? I don't want to throw any more shrimps on the Barbie. No shrimps. Um, Unless Barbie wants my shrimp. Uh, I tried. Um... She anyway, I gotta speak up. I'm sorry. There are nationalists still in the background. I apologize. They came back, but um, <laughs> I have to tell I have to tell you guys this. And Josh, I know you know this. Morgan, I know you don't know this. Um, Leslie, I don't know if you know this. Um, in Australia, they don't actually call them shrimps. They call them prawns. Mm-hmm. Oh, prawn on the barbie. Well, where did that term come from? It was, it, I believe, it was from 
Uh, a sitcom, actually, funnily enough. And there's a there's the appearance of funnily enough. Oh, yeah, I hear I hear you're nationalists, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sorry. No, guys. I mean, I'm it's really adding sorry. color to the show. It's nice. I, I don't know if they have different species that live around there, but like shrimps and prawns are basically the same thing. Like prawns mm-hmm. are generally larger, so I don't know if they just have larger species around there that you know that that's what they're cooking. Yeah. Um. That's a good yeah. Point. They they. Okay, so I looked it up really quickly while I was muted. Um, it originated from Paul Hogan. Uh, he he would say it on television advertisements to oh, try the, and get uh, people to come to Australia. But I know being oh, the, there oh, the, on the Barbie thing. No, the the shrimp on the Barbie actually shrimp that on, whole yeah. thing that whole phrase. Yeah, that's yeah, was, that's what I thought. Yeah. And mm. I know, like, being... Have, granted, it's six years ago, so maybe it's changed again since then. These fucking nationalists are going to give me an aneurysm. I'm sorry, guys. But, um... Well, he, Jay's very OCD I know about that, his sound, so he's probably stressing the fuck out. Like, oh, they're strangling one of these pissed. motherfuckers on the street. I'm pissed. If I were to literally go out there and yell at him, I'd get arrested. A little difference uh-huh. between America and Japan. you get arrested? Anyways, um, Holy shit. Yeah, I would get arrested if I yelled You're at him. interfering with... You know, I'm sure move. they've got a permit to protest out there and be jackasses. So, yeah, yeah, you can't you can't protest propaganda. Anyways, um, I know that when I was there six years ago, I asked them about the shrimps on the Barbie thing. They're like, no, no, we say prawns, and they were very like I asked multiple people, very adamant about that. Prawns. So, That's a weird it's irritating thing to- as fuck. <laughs> but isn't it like weird to be so adamant about that like no no we do not say fucking shrimp here we say prawns is it like it's it's just i'm strange. sure it's a question they get all the time from from tourists and stuff it, it, and it just irritates the shit out of them i mean that, it irritates that, the that shit part, out of you yes. every time we call football football because that's what it's actually called and you somehow get confused because you're kicking that ball around no i don't I, it doesn't irritate me for that reason. Um, I, cause yes, one is called football. It's just, no, it's in America. We, uh, football. Um, yeah, it's, I just annoyed that the NFL had to go, why do they fucking call it football? Could have called it anything. Yeah. No, that's the real issue is why the fuck Uh, American football was ever called football. You were like, Hey, that that sounds cool. If it's a, if it's not a kickoff or a field goal, you don't kick the ball. It's just silly. it's it's yeah hold, hold yeah kicking is just completely ancillary in American football. Like yeah, why why would you call it that? Well, a couple things there, guys. Um, slight education, slight anecdote. It originally was called soccer in the UK, and then they started uh, coining the term football, and then eventually. Um, it got to the point where they said, no, it's football, not soccer. I don't know the exact date to which or year that that turn kind of happened, but the term soccer originates from the UK. Um, that's what they originally called it. But anyways, um, there are other forms of football too. There's Australian football, which they call footy there. And then I learned this in, um, Ireland. I was researching Ireland recently for, a school pro- or a work project for school, there is Gaelic football, which I didn't know about. Um, they also have that, and that's the national sport in Ireland, 
which is kind of like a mixture between some of those that I just mentioned. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So there, there are lots of different versions of football around the world. Um, so yeah, it's it's a yeah, little weird, but yeah, it's it should be appropriately called American football because uh, that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's fine that it's called football, but it's American football. Yeah, the fact that yeah, they I want do, to drop that yeah. is the weird part because, like, yeah, football predated all of that. Like, football is kind of the oldest game, almost. Um, yeah, it's it's bizarre that American football shows up and it's just like, no, we're football now. Um, I mean, that's that's Americans' mo. <laughs> yeah, no, it really is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. not talking shit on America. I'm saying. That is what America is like. That's kind of our thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. And plus, I like soccer as the term for soccer. I think it sounds better. I honestly, I like, I like, maybe it's because I'm American. I've called it soccer my whole life and I'm jaded and biased. So, um, let's take a very, very quick break and we got to pick Leslie's brain about Final Fantasy VII Madness. And Yuffie, we'll be right back. What is up, Chomp Nation? This is Morgan here also known as General Mountain Time. And look, I want to tell you today about our Patreon. That's right, Chomp Nation is growing every day. And if you enjoy what we do, whether it's the Chompcast, our social media, our YouTube channel, Twitter, anything we're doing out there, you can support us. And for just a couple bucks, you can help keep us alive. And honestly, our patrons have basically become family. And I want to go over a couple of the cool tiers we have if you want to support us. And if you don't, that's fine too. We're just happy that you download and check out the podcast. Um, our biggest and most popular tier we have is just $5. 5 bucks, you get access to early spoiler casts. That's right, Chomping After Dark. You get those several weeks early. And you get access to our top secret VIP Instagram page. That's right, on the podcast, you might hear me say, Hey, do you want to be a VIP member of the Chompcast? And you say... I sure do, I sure do. Well, guess what? Boom. That $5 tier makes you a VIP member. You get access to this secret Instagram page that has top secret videos and pictures and polls that only VIP members get. And those polls and those feedback questions that we get, if it's a question of the week, for example, are read on the show, we make you a part of what we do. Um, so go to patreon.com slash swordchomp. You can look for our $5 tier, which is probably our most popular. And then from there, it escalates. We have a $10 tier, a $20 tier for Skypes. There's a lot of great things. But just head on over to patreon.com slash swordchomp. Check it out. And if you want to support us, it would mean the world to me, Rich, Josh, and Shay, and everyone else out there in Chomp Nation. Until next time, General Mountain Time salutes you. And we're back with more of the Chompcast. Holy, <laughs> oh, holy guacamole! What's your favorite holy? Do you guys like to say holy guacamole, holy moly? What's your go-to after? I like holy, holy bejesus. Holy bejesus. Okay, solid. Holy granola. Holy... <laughs> Bless that be... shit. Is that real? Holy granola. Do you really say it's that? N- yeah, I do. Holy. <laughs> I like oh, to be different. That's so sweet. Oh, it's Holy so granola. cute. Holy, Holy fuck. granola. Where did that originate for you? I have Why no idea. Ho- I have oh. no idea. 
I feel like that was a brand name at some point. It Holy might granola. have been. I, I might have I heard feel like it on I remember stocking that at some know. point working retail. It's possible. Granola yeah, is the best part possible. of those cereals when you get those little granola clusters. Mm, so good. You, oh. Pro tip. You know, you can just buy granola and put milk on it. Yeah, I dude, I've done that, but it's almost it's too much of a good thing. See, when you mm. get the clusters in the cereal, it's like a reward. Fuck yeah, I got a cluster of granola. But when you buy nothing but granola, it's almost like oh, the magic is gone. Because I don't just, think anybody gets that. It's excited. like paying for porn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you're oh. watching the scrambled channels, it's different. Yeah. When you get a little bit of like. Oh nip. yeah. You have to keep yourself really hard, and like right when that unscrambles, you're like, go, 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 fast, fast, fast. Um, that was puberty for me. Anyways, Final Fantasy VII. Uh, lots of news dropped recently here. Final Fantasy VII was puberty for Morgan. Uh True. We don't don't normally drop through, you know, um, sort of news cycle stuff like this, but with. With a special Wait. guest uh, that we always talk about Final Fantasy VII with, if we can, and just having news drop, um, I did want to give a little mention of that. Then we'll talk about Nuts, a special game Shay played that is apparently amazing. Um, <laughs> and then we have the <laughs> and then we have the polls uh, for the week. So yeah, Leslie. So how do you feel about the? Is the PS5 upgrade really enticing for someone like you, or you're just like, eh, I spent enough time with the game, I don't need to go through it again looking slightly prettier? I, yeah, I don't. I, it's not a justification for me. If it was like the, the the second chapter of 7, I would buy it. I, that would be a reason for me. But just to have like a, a character add-on, essentially like a DLC and a graphics upgrade, me. Did you get a PS5? You have one? Mm-mm. Nope, oh, you could Okay, so you can get a hold of one. Oh. So I don't like to buy the like the new consoles uh, right away because they're oh, really okay. buggy okay, sometimes. Shay. Yeah, yeah. What did you do with Shay? Oh no, here he goes. Go, ahead, go Shay. Shay right go. Call. That is absolutely the right call because the PS5 is a mess Buggiest right fuck. now. Oh yeah. no, it's not. Oh god, this is a nightmare for me. I'd go, simply... Shay. Go, Leslie. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Leslie. Thank you. I've been saying that this whole time. I've been getting shit this whole time. Thank you. I don't, yeah. yeah, I don't personally yep. agree with that. Um, I've had no issues with my PS5, and it has mm. brought so much joy and love to my life. I'll just say that. Um, <laughs> I like my PS5 more than I like some human beings, which is terrifying. Oh, I never said it was worse than a human being. Yeah, I said yeah, it was. But, um, I said it was a mess. But like mm. I'm talking about some of the good a ones. human being. You're putting words in my mouth, Morgan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I shouldn't do that. That's rude of me. <laughs> Anyway, they, so you're not even you're not a little bit jealous. You want to be able to play the Yuffie content while the rest of the world is diving into it. You're not gonna because you're not gonna have any of that FOMO. Mm-mm. No, that's like <laughs> if they would have elaborated like on Red Thirteen, I would have been maybe a little more interested because oh, that would so have made more sense. But Yuffie slander, okay. Well, but that's what I'm saying. Like they're saying that this is like alongside of the events that actually happened in the first installation of this remake right okay so why wouldn't you elaborate on what happened to red 13 before he got put in the laboratory that would make sense wouldn't it people in their they never really got into that like, even, then, in the, even, the, even in the original right so that would oh. that would have made a lot more sense because they're talking you're talking about uh they're looking at more character development for each character, and that's why they've separated into all these different installations. 
and then you would get to play Red 13, which everybody bitched out when it came out in the first place. Right. And on top of that, at the end of the day, while it's nice to have that DLC dropping and the updated graphics, it's not like I need to rush out. Even if it was Red 13, which he's my favorite character too, it's not like it's going anywhere. When we can get a console that um, has kind of worked out the kinks for some people, oh. for other people, they thankfully and luckily don't have those issues. When they release a console that is a little bit better and more well-rounded and they've worked out all those issues, that game's not going to be going anywhere. And at that point, it's probably going to be cheaper too, which is also a bonus. Cheaper than so. free? <laughs> well, I'm saying that, wait, is the upgrade for free? I thought you still had to buy the game. It's, it's a weird situation. Um, the upgrade is free if you bought the original. Um, also, if you haven't mm-hmm. bought the original, yeah. it's free on PS5. But to then play the DLC, you need to have bought it. You can't. Mm-hmm. You can't then like move on you have to buy the from DLC. the original to uh, to get the new content. It's kind of a weird thing. So like okay. you have yeah. to have bought it once. So yeah, which makes sense. I mean, so I if think. you don't want that DLC, you can play it for free. Well, yeah, and then uh, like well, if the, you the want to, then you could then buy, buy the game. game like and Leslie then probably would the be bought. Yeah. We'd be buying it for yeah. the DLC, I would oh, imagine. Yeah. Are you saying because it's part of the PS Plus free thing? Yeah. Right yeah. Now, Josh? Yes. Oh, if you okay. get it through PS Plus, you can play it free, except for the DLC. It's kind of weird. It's, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I've not seen them do that before, but it kind of makes sense. It's essentially giving you the it's whole first chapter as almost like a demo at that point. Mm-hmm. Which is, is it, a, that's a like lot a, of demo. That's well, it's like a hundred hours of demo if you it, choose it, to play it that way. So. Someone sent me a thing saying that it's supposed to be like about two chapters roughly for Yuffie. Um, but like the interesting thing I was thinking was I don't think Red 13 would have worked because this is a option. Yuffie, if, if I have it right, was a optional character, right? You didn't have yeah. to get her. So I think the I- it would be interesting, but I think the idea is that maybe the optional characters will just be DLC and they maybe won't be in the main game, which would be mm. kind of controversial. Well, again, I don't know how they're going to handle it because, again, it seems like this, this is a completely different timeline um, from everything mm-hmm. they've shown us. Yuffie, from everything they showed us in the original, was never in Midgar. So this whole thing, yeah. I mean, other afterwards she was in Midgar, but like, you know, in all the sequels and, and whatnot. Um, but like she, I don't, unless I'm completely forgetting something from one of the one of the other side stories i don't think yuffie was in midgar during the Leslie events would of know. like the she first knows everything i don't think about so Final i don't think so because the first time you even run into her is in what in wutai right um is it no no um she's weird she the, you can't yuffie kind of shows up kind of like gao did in final fantasy 6 oh. um where like you'll be fighting and she'll like show up and mess with you and like yeah. that's depending on how you handle the fight it's it, that's you have the option like she'll steal your crap and you can yeah. like depending on how you interact with those fights can then yes can then join her as you know like you know do her quest and have have her as a party member it was kind of a kind of a strange that's way exa- to, to add her in there but kind of neat so that's exactly right i actually remember it now you said it josh like you fight her and then you have to go through the exact sequence of dialogue that you need to in order to get her to join and if you don't she runs away you have to fight her again once you defeat her 
you have to repeat the process until you get the right dialogue and then she'll join video games are so old games are so weird are like that <laughs> there were a lot of old stuff do all like this that. weird yeah, shit mm-hmm. to do yeah mm-hmm. yeah i remember like I, like i was saying like gao did that um yeah. was this wild kid who shows up and will like mess with you while you're in just other random encounters um on this on the veld on the veld yeah mm-hmm. do you have a theory leslie about whether you think yuffie will be a part of the whole experience or just relegated to dlc kind of content I, I I don't have anything. I I don't know. Not really. <laughs> it would be weird though, right? If they only because the other optional character was Vincent, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like, if they only made those characters DLC chapters and not part of the main thing, that would be an interesting creative choice because it's like that might be someone's favorite character from the game, but they were technically optional. Um, but at the same time, they could do whatever they want with the remake. So it's like, why would they? It's weird. It's weird. It's yeah. almost like they're saying Yuffie, eh. It, 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 the idea of... It's weird because, look, it's DLC, so... Did I say Yuffie again? Um, <laughs> when, God damn it. I kind of like Yuffie. It sounds more endearing. Does it? Um, she sounds out of breath. Yuffie. Yeah. It sounds like my loofah. I'm going to wash myself in the shower with. Loofah. Anyways, I don't know. It sounds uh, like she wants to be the you know, pirate king. Yes. Um, so the, it's just weird because when I think about those, how they're handling the structure, nobody knows yet. That's why it's kind of a fascinating thing. But like the idea that they could just maybe make these characters that were missable, because if it's not that, then it's DLC for this character. But then what to introduce them into the main game. But then do you, should you be playing the DLC to appreciate them in the main game? Cause then there's this whole weird thing where it's like most hardcore fans are going to play the DLC anyway, but DLC is always just that DLC. It doesn't always, it doesn't, it shouldn't feel necessary. It should always feel like it adds to the game in a way. So I'm wondering like, is it just going to be like a pre thing for Yuffie and she's going to also have this huge role in the next game. What are they going to do there? You know? Well, you're probably still going to run into her the way that you ran into her in the in the original, because if you, you think, think so? about, yeah, you think about the DLC that they did or all the DLC that they did for like 13 or 15, they were just basically elaborations of backstory on those characters and like mm-hmm. certain scenarios. Mm-hmm. But I think I could see Yuffie remaining an optional character. I don't think they're going to do that. It would be a shame if they made, if they didn't make Vincent like part of the actual story if they've like left him as optional i mentioned yeah has such an amazing backstory and and so dreamy yes that and that and vice showed up in their last trailer for this for the the yuffie dlc so obviously they're they're going a whole lot more in depth into what hojo was getting up to during the first Mm -hmm. game that was like they never mentioned Hojo's up to in so like How I they've got they've got to have Vincent be much more mandatory than before. Vincent was like a weird sort of optional character because he was optional, but he gave you so much more context to the main story. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Yuffie was kind of like this other war that was going on. It kind of it was really neat. It was more world building. Like what is Shinra been getting up to with these wars throughout the rest of the like world side and whatnot. questy yeah like, that, that was really yeah. cool um but like vincent stuff he like 
his whole deal was that he had tons of backstory with Hojo and, and all the secret secret experiments that they've been getting up to that kind of caused all this to happen in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's strange. It would be strange to have that be optional mm-hmm. going forward. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I don't, like, succinctly, I don't think the Yuffie stuff is going to be necessary for the main story. I think it's just more fun side stuff for people who really like her as a character and really like the game and just want more content. Yeah. I don't think it's yeah. going to be required by any stretch. So you don't think Yuffie will make no, much no. of an appearance in the main game? I think she will, but no, even no, if no. she does, none of this was discussed at all. Like, if she was in Midgar saying, yeah. originally, it was never mentioned. And again, I, I still think this is like an alternate reality thing, but like this is this is backstory. Like, what was this character doing before they met up with the party? Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it'll be necessary for the the main narrative. It, like, yeah. you don't, you don't exactly. need a backstory for everyone. It's nice, but I don't feel like it's necessary for, you know, just the main threads of the narrative. I think they're just playing to the Final Fantasy fan base as much as possible. This, this Mm -hmm. to me was just like, here's something to hold you over while we're working on this second installation. Exactly. That's exactly right. If Mm -hmm. if anything, and it's not a one-to-one comparison, but it reminds me of the Walking Dead uh telltale series when they released that michonne yeah yeah. little side where like granted she doesn't show up in the main series so like i said again it's not a one-to-one comparison but where that didn't really have any bearing on the main story but it was enough to kind of like just hey here's this here's a little bit more in this world give some more time to uh, finish the next season, here's a little bit of extra content. Yeah, I, I like That's that because it, it was like, like three short stories. Like here are these like random other characters yeah. who are unrelated to what's going on, and like they all end up showing up as their own side characters in the main story later on. But you didn't need to know the the background for these random side characters that you meet later on. It was, um, it was really cool that you got that in its own thing, but. Had that content been part of the main game, it would have really killed the pacing. Like it's just, yep. It it makes sense for it to be its own thing, instead of trying to jam yep. it in somewhere else. Um, oh, that's what she said. Yeah. Uh, I knew that was coming. You the opened second the door, you said it, Josh. Josh. Mm-hmm. I knew it. I gotta <laughs> set him up every now and then because yeah. he makes so many absolutely horrible. That's what she said. Jokes. If we don't give him a good one here or there, it's gonna make him seem like a crazy person who just says it about absolutely anything regardless of what we're talking about or whether it makes any goddamn sense that's true that's true you gotta throw a dog a bone sometimes that's true that's what bless your soul there it is (laughs) no i yo throw me a bone baby so here's a more fun question if they didn't include yuffie and she was just dlc how bummed would you be if she just ended up being DLC and not really a part of what they're doing on a scale to one to 10, how bum would you be? Leslie go. Oh, I, don't, I wouldn't give a fuck. I don't care. You don't care about Yuffie. I don't know. I don't. Yuffie was not it for me. Like I don't, she's not like a pinnacle of the story for me did, from what did I you remember. Vote yes. On Yuffie being sexy or no, I, I didn't vote at all because she's not, because I knew that that was a damn uh, oh, trap. I was trapping. Him. <laughs> <laughs> not dumb. Mm-hmm. Damn it! Hmm. Yeah, um, I I think I'd be probably it. about an 
I'd probably be about an eight. And it's less about Yuffie, it's more about where she goes. I really, really like Wutai in the game. I That's really true. loved that area a lot. Yeah. And I think it adds some interesting um, side narrative and some main narrative as well. I, I really enjoyed it a lot. So if she wasn't in the main story in some capacity, which I don't imagine they would do that, and they just completely um, got rid of Wutai... I think that would be a damn shame. I'd be really disappointed with that. Yeah, I... <laughs> For, like, just the character so I'm kind of with you, Shay. They've already showed Zack in this, like, at the end of the first one. It seems like they're going to be going into way more of the story that the all the side games have gotten into. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, I, I mentioned this at the time, it... If you're not caught up on everything at this point, they're going to be starting to throw stuff at you that you probably don't have a frame of reference. So even though it's... <sighs> Honestly, Advent I Children don't... is kind of oh, a God. mess of a movie, but like I, I feel like you, you kind of need to nice see thing. it to understand a lot of what they're going to be doing going forward. And the same with like oh, Crisis Core and... I don't. I don't know if I'd force you to to play Dirge of Cerberus. Yeah, I, even even if even if they go into a whole lot more of that, um, just know that Hojo's been up to some other shit, um, and, and that's enough. And I don't. I'm not gonna. Don't don't put yourself through Dirge of Cerberus, guys. I just <laughs> um, maybe I'll maybe Josh I'll put done that for you. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll I'll upload that. Uh, I, I streamed Dirge of Cerberus last year. Maybe I'll put that on YouTube because I don't think the VODs are on Twitch anymore. I think it's been too long, but maybe I'll do that so you can just watch that. You know, we could do a Chomping After it. Dark. Yeah. That way we sum it up for people. Oh, um, but uh, okay. but yeah, like there's, there's, there's a ton of stuff that I feel like Yuffie kind of facilitates in the original game as far as uh, giving you a reason to care about. Um. Just a lot, a lot more. What would just be lore dumps otherwise by having a character yep. who's kind of just a point of I, reference? I just, I, I can't imagine a world where they don't include Yuffie. And the reason why is I remember reading this interview last year, and we kind of discussed it briefly, where the creators and developers were basically saying we want to make as many episodes as possible, no matter how many years it takes, even if it takes twenty years. And we look at the recent news. It seems like they're, and this is something I actually wanted to ask Leslie about and discuss with you guys. It seems like they're kind of trying to franchise just seven at this point. Like uh-huh. they, it's been it's been there for years and years, and why they haven't done it sooner is beyond me. But <clears throat> with this remake, I think yeah. they realized, man, there there's just the the hype is still there after twenty five years. Why aren't we not franchising this at this point? And with all the stuff that they're dropping. Um, on top of the creators and devs saying, like, we will make as many episodes as possible no matter how long it takes. There's not a world where Yuffie's not in the game as a playable character. Right. Speaking of the cash cow you're referring to, Shay, there's a Final Fantasy VII Battle Royale game that was announced. Yes, that is real. It is a, both a mobile game and, according to what I was reading, closer to a shooter than anything. It is more of a shooter than a hack and slash Um Melee Brawler, uh, from what I was reading and watching. We'll, we'll have to see how that pans out. 
Never thought I'd see the day where we'd say there was a Final Fantasy VII Battle Royale. Leslie, your thoughts? Will you be downloading that on your mobile device to destroy kids that are 17 years old sitting in Taco Bells across the world? No. No. Uh, admittedly, this is one that I did not look into after all of the information came out because I am just not interested. Oh. Weird. Weird yeah. decision. <laughs> doesn't that feel... I mean, it doesn't mean it would happen like this, but it does feel very like somebody who's just sitting in the Final Fantasy VII boardroom like, you know, Battle Royales are still a thing. Like, Final Fantasy VII of all... Of all fringe... I don't... I just can't connect the dots of, like, logic as to why. I just, I just don't... I don't... Well... I mean, they're gonna make... They're gonna make money. Battle yeah. Royales are still making money hand over fist at yep. this point. And to Shay's and we even point... Go ahead, Shay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Really <laughs> quickly, we talked about it, I think it was last week or two weeks ago on the Chompcast, how still in the... No, it was last week because we were talking about Valheim. In the top 10, Fortnite and Apex readily sit up there as the most streamed games and the most viewed games. It, it makes perfect sense why they would make that, especially if they're trying to franchise it. Yeah. But don't you... I would just think that the audience that skews more toward, I mean, there's crossover in anything. Like we're gamers they're, that play everything. They're but... trying to prime us for the remake of uh, Dirge of Cerberus. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a... <laughs> get those shooter well, controls honest, in there. Honestly, the game the true is kind reason of for all of this insane, but like insane in the Nomura sense. Like just it really fun, dumb, campy. It's it's fun. They have support, although none of the new hardware really works with it for mouse and keyboard on the PS2 and you you could have played it that way it I couldn't get it to work like this many years no. later but I feel like there's there's enough there in that game that if it didn't control like garbage trying to play a shooter on the PS2 it, like if I I would love for them to remake that game honestly I'm I'm I give it a lot of crap but like most of that's just because it's trying to play a shooter on the PS2 and like Stuff yeah. can shoot you from so far away that it's like barely in draw distance and it's like all of one pixel wide and you're trying like a lot of what's wrong with that game is just technical limitations. Like they could not redo anything, just put an HD camera in that thing and stick it on PC and it would be 10 times better just mm -hmm. being able to actually play the game would make it so much better um instead of fighting controls the whole time but for sure i would uh interesting way of pivot from the battle royale to your uh speech about dirge of service yeah. josh well I no i'm that. just saying like i there's there's room <laughs> in josh, that game like they've characters have had dirge guns service. in that series for a long time like they could set it in any of the wars shinra has been involved in um like there's there's precedent for you know that's sort of a thing in that yeah. world. They could even have crossover from other Final Fantasy games. Like imagine a super limited uh, event where you have Laguna come over from Final Fantasy VIII because mm -hmm. he rocks a gun. Makes sense. It's <sighs> a lot to impact. Okay. Um, Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate, I will just say, even though I was not as into Seven as you guys were, I love this stuff as, a, as someone who wants to finish a lot of games that maybe they fell away from when I hear they're making a PS5 version I'm like ooh okay now I have incentive to go back and finish it or give it when I do give it another shot it's going to look 
prettier and it's going to run better and it's going to be i think that stuff's really cool yeah um, i honestly what they showed off of the new lighting system doesn't really look good i feel like they nailed the the visual you look think it looks it, worse tone, it looks worse in almost every situation oh, wow. where they made oh. it look better with improved lighting um oh. it's just just blown out like they just like okay we put bloom on fucking everything um you didn't need to do that guys it looked fine already um some of the backgrounds look better where they're able to load us load stuff in faster but like honestly i'm gonna be yeah. playing that thing in performance mode because that's that's what it needed the combat in that game is so satisfying and so tight that i i cannot wait to play that at you know a steady 60 frames per second that's that's what's yeah. more intriguing to me um i've been Holding off on going back through it on hard, as soon as I heard that they were announcing, you know, the that upgrade, I'm like, okay, like I'm I'm gonna wait until I can play it at 60 frames because the combat feels great and having it be that smooth is yeah that that's that's the draw for me personally as far as the upgrade. It's gonna concerned. be nice. I I hope that the upres does something with some of those plastic wooden faces, whatever. You want to call them? Yeah. I hope the upper. I don't have high hopes for the faces for them, in particular, but, but I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> yeah. Um, Leslie, just in case we don't have you on again to talk about this before it comes out, what's your general hype level for Final Fantasy? Um, fifty six. God, I forget sixteen. Jesus, so Christ, many. Can't get so many. Um, from what I've seen of it, just just the idea of like what are. What are they? They're not brothers, right? Are they? Is that what they are? Um, One is a guard, right? Yes. Okay. No. So just just seeing that, um, and seeing just like the backstory of their what are they calling it in this one? Idolin summons whatever their things are. Um, you guys know how I feel about the phoenix. Um, oh yeah, I'm, the Phoenix is psyched. the logo. Yeah, and it's um, also the tattoo you have on your arm there. Yeah, these two. Wow, you got that because of me? No. What? Oh. No. Yeah, because you need to crash and burn. Um, because <laughs> <so. laughs> he needs to be fucking um, violently burned. Jeez. Mm-hmm. But um, violently burned? Jeez. Oh. Is there? She's angry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Angry. Can you non? Can you just violently burned? I didn't even know that I was don't know an option. Was... Yeah, maybe if he's not alive at the time, I don't know. Yeah, violently burned someone yeah. beats you to death with a stick while you're you burning. Do, you just do it with some gusto. It isn't like you just light him on fire with a lighter. You like <laughs> you fucking mean Fuck it. Fuck you. You with mean a, it. With a mob style. You're like beating Faraga. the shit out of them with the torch. <laughs> Faraga. Yeah, but uh, no, I, I'm. I'm pretty interested. I will tell you, it's supposed to be PS5, right? Only, yeah, PS5. Yeah, I will tell you that if I don't have a PS5 by then, that I will buy one just oh, specifically for that. Oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a good call, Leslie. Yeah, no, I mean, we're early to do there. it. Like, if, no, like if, I'll do it. There's, there's always one game where it's like, okay, we're at critical mass. It makes mm-hmm. sense to buy this thing, and like you get that in three other games that you've been holding off on yep. until that point. Um, like that's not I, didn't, me with... I didn't buy the PS4 until Bloodborne for like the same reason. That was like what three years into the console. Or... I have to look. I can't even remember. It's, it was also two years, like, two years into the console. Like it was time. forever before I got the PS4. Kind of for the the same reason. Like why why would I buy this thing? There's there's absolutely yeah. nothing on it. 
do I want to play knack? Maybe maybe I'll play some knack. Um, yeah. Well, look, I will tell you, yeah. Leslie, when you get your PlayStation Five for Final Fantasy, which will be fantastic, I'm sure. Um, a lot of Astrobot's great. Miles Morales is fun. Demon Souls, you probably would hate, but there's some nice stuff on there. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, I'm with you. That's gonna be. That's that was like for me for Final Fantasy Ten. I think I bought a PlayStation Two for ten when it came out. I was like, well, because mm. yeah. I have to get it now. Same. I bought the four when fifteen came out. More Did you? Much. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it. Some of the, sometimes that devotion of Final Fantasy is a little bit lessened, and that's the last thing I'll say, and then we can move on to nuts and then polls. Is that I feel like it's a it's gotten a little more scattershot. Like I'm with you, Leslie. Like I would buy a new console for a new mainline Final Fantasy game, but like. A lot of the people I've known are, were like kind of touch and go on like uh, twelve and thirteen, and then they had the online ones and uh, fifteen, which I really enjoyed despite its issues. I finished it. Like I'm, I think I'm the only person on on the podcast that, other than Rich that had finished it. And like, so it's like I feel like people are a little more touch and go with the mainline Final Fantasies. Like there was a time when people were like, I will buy the new Final Fantasy every time, um, and maybe I don't know. It just feels like it's a little different now. Um, yeah. But I'm with you. I'm still there. Um, <clears throat> hey, if we ever do a Chomping After Dark yeah, for 15, I don't, Leslie, I don't, we'll Part of me thinks on. that it might be spread out some more because, uh, like, as far as, like, the hype level, so it just sticks around longer mm-hmm. because it, the, I don't know what Seven's going to do. I've kind of got a, I've not, I've not heard if they've got a, com, like, super strict deal with Sony on that. I need to read up on that, but... um. All their other stuff comes to PC after the fact um, at this point. So it could just be that people know that that's their business model and are waiting for it. And so it just kind of, you don't get this, the same sort of, you know, wave of, okay, everyone has to play this right now because of the timed exclusivity that they've got. And it's, yeah. And I think that people are a little bit, you know, they don't feel this strong about Final Fantasy as they used to in a lot of cases, like... I know you guys don't hate Final Fantasy th- 15 and 13, but you don't really necessarily feel the passion you feel for them like the earlier games. I think a lot of people feel that way. They don't feel quite the same fervor as... Um, yeah. yeah. Mm. Which is weird because the 7 remake critically was not well as well received, but there's more fervor because of the nostalgia for that seven remake than probably 13, 15 and 12, as much as I don't, you know, as far as like just people getting excited about their memories. So well, I, I think part of that is people are, I don't know. I don't know why Metacritic and by people rate stuff the way they do. Cause it's all fucking nonsense for the most part, but watch your I, I don't know. I think seven is actually better just because it's it's basically the same battle system as fifteen, but just tuned more tightly because they've had that's like fifteen time thirteen to iterate on Um Yeah, the combat might be a little tighter, but I just I think as a whole well, the pacing, road trip thing pacing is the... much better as well because fifteen like uh... the pacing in fifteen is fine, except that the interesting stuff is all the random hijinks you get into along the way of your road trip which means you're not progressing the story because like the interesting stuff is not progressing the story in 15 is kind of the issue uh like i played i think probably about 150 hours when i first started that game and i got about halfway through it 
because there's so much really cool stuff to look into other than the main story. I had no interest in the main story of that game. Um, same. Which is I, that's From just that's just a, that's just Same. an issue of the way they were framing the story there. Like yeah, yeah. No, I that's loved fair. hanging that's out fair. with those characters. The characters are really cool. I loved exploring with them and finding the everything story else that I could. Click but, for a while. Yeah. Well, like yeah, it's just like I wanted to do all the side quests in that game. Where, like some games, I'm like, okay, I need to see what's going on, and I'll come back for the side quests or whatever. Fifteen, I like I I did so much. I did everything that I could that was not the main story in that game mm-hmm. because of the way it was framed. And I loved every minute of it, but didn't finish the game. Mm-hmm. That's too bad. Well, I think, yeah, what happened was I did the same thing you did where I loved all the side stuff. I would do like a mission and be like, yeah, that was fine. And then I go do the side and then I explore the world, had a great time. And then I yeah. do a mission and be like, yeah, that's fine. And then eventually the mission started to get really interesting. And, uh, so it was kind of like I spaced it out. It wasn't like they were bad, but they were, like you said, they're, the story's really vague. You're going to go get married, go on your trip, and there's not really a lot going on until, like, halfway through the game, and then, weirdly enough, it, like, puts you on rails, and it's, like, one chapter after another, boom, 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 and there's mm-hmm. even a time jump. It's kind of nuts. But still, I, what I'm saying is, like, the general, not the quality of the overall game by comparison, but, like, the wonder of, like, new people, a new world, mm-hmm. whereas, like, Seven, I'm still like, okay, this is really cool. It's Cloud, and he looks gr- gorgeous, but it's, like... I've seen Cloud before. Like, I like the wonder of new things, you know? I want new Final Fantasies. That's what I'm more personally excited about, even if they're not as finely tuned. Um, I think the nice thing about Seven is it has a new story. Like, yeah. I mean, like, granted, it's <laughs> some, some of it's different, or some of it's the same, but it really goes in a different place. Yeah. Yeah, there's some value there. I just mean it's the same world, the same characters, just the same stuff, same music. Um. I mean, and I don't mean same exactly. It's just, I don't mean same exactly. I just I, mean. Have you played any of the spinoffs? Since I like, just like the new oddly ones. enough, I just they're like all to canon. They do. Kind of like, as I was insinuating yeah. earlier. Well, again, like, the reason I feel I, like there's there's value here because it's such a pain in the ass to get a hold of all the old games because they're on a million different, different systems, systems at this yeah. point. That yeah, like Crisis Core. Leslie loves Crisis Core. It's one Crisis of Core is so great. It's great. I, yeah. Like, I was so I think, happy when Zach know. showed up. I'm like, oh, great. They're going to yeah, have some information about that. So, yeah. Oh, Leslie, you missed me at the most epic fight about uh, the ending of this game on the podcast. On our Chomping After Dark, it was like Aww. this 10-minute fight about, like, parallel universes, or is it the... Oh, it was great. It was oh, great. yeah. We were <laughs> yelling at each other. It was fantastic. I'm sorry. I um, all because of the bag of potato chips. With the oh, yeah. Dog. Yep. Yep. Yep, yep. I think, you know, like, nostalgia is a funny thing in talking about, like, um, people not receiving different installations of this franchise well or, you know, liking one of them more than the other. And to your point saying, you know, this is Cloud and I've seen Cloud before or whatever, um, I think people expect Final Fantasy to always be, like, this turn-based classic rpg system and when it deviates from that like it does in well it really kind of started in what 13 12 13 ish um and then most definitely in 15 and in the 7 remake for sure um people get pissed off and they want all of the like the art direction and everything to 
progress. And I've said this before, but then they don't want like the combat system to progress or they don't want a certain aspect to progress. And yeah, when people that people hated 12 at the time, like the hardcore fans, they were like, oh, what? Yeah. This plays like an MMO. This is trash. You, you can't know? stand it. Um, when that happens and all of those elements progress because they need to at the same time, people get pissed off. So. Yeah, but I think people are more receiving of the combat changing when it looks like Final Fantasy VII. Because mm-hmm. you know the people that are like, Final Fantasy XV, I hate this combat. Ooh, seven remake. Oh, yeah, this new ter- this new combat's great. It's because they're delivering it in the packet. It's like when I give my dog medicine. It won't eat it, but if I put it in a treat, he scarfs it right down. You know what I mean? Like, they're putting this the shit they've been doing yeah. in the package that everyone wants, which is Cloud's big-ass sword and Tifa's giant tits. All right? And I get it. Hey, it's I hard get to it. argue it's- with that. <laughs> It's true. It's but my the thing this I'll shut this is the last thing I'll say and I'll shut. This is just my personal opinion. When I was a kid, the reason I love Final Fantasy so much was because they were all different. Seven was amazing, right? And then it was done. And then eight was amazing and it was done. And nine and then every time they did a new one, I was like, I'm getting used to a it's a whole new world. So like I get the nostalgia and I'm not saying if they remade eight I would be like giddy. I'm just saying like part of the wonder for me is a whole new experience and that's what gets me more excited than nostalgia because nostalgia yeah. can only mm-hmm. carry me so far but now you're a major consumer and you've instilled or you would technically instill in your children who are growing up how much you love this game and so as a major consumer what are you going to do i'm going to buy what i want with my money right so if they do go off and they make ten thousand different things from final fantasy 7 or a hardcore uh fan that loves Final Fantasy 7, you're going to buy fucking a chocobo-shaped shit. Whatever, you know. A chocobo-shaped so shit. They're called yeah, peeps. Want... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is... There's a good joke. Zambo! <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's not to... Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting to see how people consume this series. Oh, it is now. Um, all right, um, so... Shay's been playing this game called Nuts that we want to talk about before we get to some slam bang pulls, and then we'll get Leslie and everybody out of here. Um, I don't understand, Shay. You were going on about Nuts like it was something that we've... Where did you hear about this Nuts game? I've never heard of it. I don't understand Josh. how you heard of it. Okay. Josh? Uh, I, I understand this was a framing device for the show, but like, yeah, no, we talked about it in, in chat for a couple of weeks, so, yeah. Uh, I probably tuned it out. Turning, oh, that's something Josh that would say. Back it, around, it, yeah. I really don't remember it. I really don't remember any discussion of nuts. I'm not even trying to be rude. I'm easily locked in. I don't remember anything about nuts. Except Shay saying he bought nuts and he was talking about playing nuts. And you are nuts. So. Yes, nuts. Got him. Got him. <laughs> I prefer nutty, but it's okay. Um, okay, Shay. What, what is nuts? Okay, um, Josh, correct me if I'm wrong if I miss anything. Basically, you play as a recent college graduate who is tasked with um, basically observing squirrels in their natural habitat. Um, He's a biology major, and you are tasked with just observing squirrels and um, taking data and faxing it to your boss. Oh, that sounds cool, actually. That's the premise of the game. Um, It's very interesting because it it basically takes place exclusively in the wilderness and you are like the, the main character is that and the squirrels are any, the only thing you have direct contact with the person you play as and the squirrels. Other than that, 
you are constantly communicating with um, your boss via phone, and you hear of this guy named Simon who is dropping you off and leaving you things, but you never actually see Simon. Yeah, he leaves apple um, cores around all the time. Like he's games? constantly yeah, snacking. Yeah, I was wondering if he's snacking is on apples and leaving around Simon? your camp. Like, are you trying <laughs> to get me to kill my bears, Simon? Wondering about Simon, you're going to get me killed. Yeah. Leaving these apple cores everywhere. The bears yeah. are going to be super interested in what's going on around you know, here because of all these apple cores. Simon, you bastard. Oh, you know what's pathetic about that, Josh? Is you know a, a lot of times there's something that will break your suspension of disbelief. For me, it was that because I was like, if these guys were true, these people are true fucking biologists, they would follow the pack in, pack out rule, Mm -hmm. leave no trace. Like, because that's such a huge thing in the backpacking, the hiking, the biology community. And I was like, these guys aren't real fucking biologists. They wouldn't leave apple cores just laying outside of the trailer for days. Yep. And why, why is nobody eating these apple cores? Like, you know, something would come up and eat them. So... Yeah, it you was know, stupid. I never it gave him a chance to. Thing. Every time, every time I get to a new place, oh, would you pick them up? I would pick them up and like go throw them in a creek or something so they'd wash away. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't need bears. I don't, I don't fucking need bears. Like, no. <laughs> Even though I knew the game was <laughs> not going to support that, I just yeah, like I, yeah, we got to yeah, get rid of these sure. apple cores. For sure. <laughs> um, did you play it on PC or Switch, Josh? Uh, I played on PC. Okay, cool. So that's going to give me a little bit of different frame of reference. I played it on the Switch. Um, the game starts out a little bit weird because of the art style. It's not necessarily, it's not bad at all. It's just not what you'd expect. What I just described to you guys, you'd expect kind of like a lush nature or kind of a firewatch kind of thing. But the art style almost looks like ape out in some ways, not where like the paint is splattering, but where everything is colored by like, um, two or three different colors and that's it. And yeah. that's it's important fantastic. because... Yeah, it's like posterized. I think I think it's got Yeah, yeah it I, looks really cool. I think it's got four colors. Maybe five. I'd have to look. I'd have to look to count them, but like it's it's at, like at, one, at, at a given point in time. Yeah, yeah, like each chapter it will change the palette, but for for all of them, I think you've got four colors. Um right. To to so, oh, I a, see. A yeah, different yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah very four cool. per palette. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very interesting. Um and it's important because, like, certain things you're supposed to interact with or pick up or see, um, that that color palette makes that thing stand out, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the item in question. Oh, my God, it, it has out. a 63 Metacritic. That's atrocious. Sorry, go ahead. Well, anyways, as we were explaining. Um, That's nuts. That... <laughs> God damn it, guys. Um, so the Got game kind of starts out with um, your boss saying, like, uh, get your camera and go set it near to where um, you will. You think you will find the squirrel um, going to its stash. And you can only do this at night. So you set up your camera in the day, you go back in your trailer at night, you watch the recorded footage, and you see where the squirrel is. Now, it's kind of a puzzle game because you set up the camera, and if you don't set it up in the right location then you won't know where the where the objective is, where the squirrel is going to. So it requires trial and error. So you set up your camera in the day. At night, you watch the footage. Um, you see where you need to kind of place the camera next, where the squirrel goes to next. And then the next day, you do the same thing. It's kind of a rinse and repeat process. In theory, it's a very, very unique and cool kind of thing. Um, 
it remind like unique in so much as a game is completely predicated on this. Obviously, this has been in other games. Um, I'm sure it reminds you of some other games, but the 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 whole process of that being the entire game is fairly unique. Um, it's it's really interesting because it's touted as a mystery. Um, first you're kind of investigating uh what's happening to these squirrels, and it takes a obviously an environmental approach. You eventually learn that this company is um trying to dam this area. They've done some illegal logging. And they're basically trying to intrude upon these squirrels' habitat. And your job there is to show the activity that these squirrels, um, what, what their activity is on a day and or night basis. And that's going to be evidence to prevent uh, this unnamed but unknown face company from coming in and tearing down this forest to dam it and illegal log it. Um, the mystery is it starts out really, really interesting. Um, basically, as you get a little bit further into it, um, your boss starts getting um, starts making phone calls and stuff like that, trying to notify the right people of what's going on there. And then some bad stuff kind of happens. I'm trying to be vague as to not spoil the story. Um, so bad things happen. Some of it is believable. Some of it made me laugh. Like oh, all this extreme like fbi level shit is happening to this random biologist who works for this corporation which made me laugh pretty hard um there's a little bit of suspension of disbelief and um it's it's really interesting in that to me i know it's there were a lot of comparisons online to firewatch and for me it actually reminded me a lot of um the suicide of rachel foster which is a game that we played last year and not so much of narrative but in the way that you play it because in the suicide of rachel foster you are basically the only person you really encounter throughout the entire game and you're learning about your environment and the other character as you're walking around and doing more in that world and that was yeah. very similar to how nuts works um you're talking with your boss on the phone and then you will, as you're wandering in the environments doing what you're supposed to be doing, you start to find these tapes because your boss used to work on this project as well. So she recorded tapes of her doing the same thing. And so you start to learn more about her and you start to learn more about the environment through these tapes. So it's like, it's kind of, I wouldn't say environmental storytelling, but it kind of is in some way. And that's, that's how it reminded me of Suicide of Rachel Foster. Um, and that's that's the comparison right there. Other than also in the Suicide of Rachel Foster, it's a pretty silent game, except when they ramp up the music in certain areas to kind of build up the suspense. And that's what this game here is as well. It's very sparse uh, with music, except when they're trying to emphasize a point. Um, yeah, I really, I, yeah, I bet ahead. you didn't expect the uh, suicide scene at the end with the biologist. And yeah. Stop that. So, like, on a scale Stop. of 1 to 10, how accurate is the surveillance? Because I have somebody that I need to keep an eye on. <laughs> uh, I would wow. say it's probably about a 2. Because, like, <laughs> the, you could essentially stay there for infinite number of days. I don't know how long you can stay there. But there was no mention of food or anything like that. And I was like, oh, no. 
you know, I don't like again, you suspend your disbelief there. Watching um, squirrels wasting the, away. I think the strongest part about this game, besides the art direction for me, was definitely the um the sound design was damn near immaculate. It does some really heavy lifting in that game. Um like when you're walking and you you step on some rocks and you hear you can hear the rocks kind of not really but your brain kind of fills in the gaps there it quote unquote echoes because there's no music and you are in a forest and you can hear some birds tweeting off in the distance you can hear a frog as you're near the water you can hear a duck that you can't see and then you're as you're touching on grass or rocks or water the audio design is so well done that it makes you truly feel like you're in the middle of nowhere and it really adds mm-hmm. to what's going on in the story so for me the audio design was one of the strongest parts of the game easily that's awesome cool yeah and it kind yeah. of been very yeah go ahead sorry no it's good uh i'd say one of the big downsides for me was playing on the switch some of the controls were a little bit wonky um it like for example the game kept telling me to put a picture in my journal and then I kept pressing the button prompts that it was telling me to press. And I was like, why the fuck can I not put a picture in my goddamn journal? And it took me up until uh, the fifth of six chapters to figure it out that I had to, there's this ability where you like freeze the, freeze the frame for a second. So you have to freeze the frame in order to select the picture to put it in or out of your journal. And it's not something that was ever relayed. Um, in the, in the button prompts, it's just something that I randomly figured out on my own. And it took me almost the entire game to figure that out, for example, or some yeah. of the things like Josh was talking about. use that for much of anything, but it's like, it's no. weird system-based stuff that like, I kind of figured out, like you can have two pictures in your journal, I think, but like at that point. You can have actually more than two. You can have a lot in there. Can you? Will it give you new pages after that? Yeah, so like okay. you have the two pages, and then if you flip it oh, over, you can you flip have and more add more. I never tried to flip because they give you the two pages at the beginning. So you, I think you can, it's got like a prompt, and you can fit like, what, like three? Yeah. Like one on underneath the prompt and the other two. I never tried flipping pages yes. and adding more, but like, um, yeah. Yeah, you can flip and add more. Yeah, um, it's like, it's not, which it's I, not, I, you don't really need to. Yeah, again, you don't need to. It's kind of a, uh, system space thing that they don't tell you about how it actually works um right and if right. you're on a page it, but, that's full okay. it won't let you put the thing in which i think is where you were running into it like okay i'm pushing the button like you're telling me to but it won't let me put a thing in there but like it makes sense in a like of course you can't put it there there's already a picture on that page but like yeah um yeah they don't explain that to you no there are a few things like that they didn't explain very well um like the controls josh said he was picking up apple cores i tried to the game wouldn't let me i tried there's there's a guitar somewhere in the game um and if you pick it up if you're on pc you get an achievement for that um i was just trying to pick it up just to pick it up the game wouldn't let me pick it up so there are certain things that when it was ported to the switch that kind of got fucked up um the interactable areas are a little small for trying to aim at on a controller Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Um, the other two major things I'd say about the game, and then I can leave it at this and see if Josh has anything to add. Um, the the whole process of surveillance can be sometimes a pain in the ass, uh, to put it plainly. 
it's it's it can get fairly difficult to track some of those squirrels much later in the game and it's fine because as as you're getting further in the game you want to ramp the difficulty up a little bit there are some points though where it gets pretty frustrating to say the least there's one where you have to chase a squirrel after it takes a nut off of a rock that you put there and it goes through a bunch of bushes and when you Mm -hmm. walk in the bush to follow it it, you almost completely lose any line of sight um and it's extremely difficult to track that one um for example it's not specifically just that one there are multiple moments of that and also like when you're taking the when you're taking the pictures um off of your recording I was, I was messaging Josh and the guys about this this morning. It can morning. be pretty particular uh, about how like, I want stuff framed. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It, it's like, I want you to take a picture at exactly the 60 second mark of the squirrels. So I took a picture, uh, and I think this would be funny. How, how did you, you solve on, that one, Shay? Because uh, I had a couple private thoughts. Instagram. But, yeah. How, how did you fix that one? Uh, was I it... think it'd be funny if you put it on the IG Morgan. But mm-hmm. yeah, like I took a picture of the squirrels. I sent it to her, and she's like, yeah, that's not quite what we're looking for. We I can't even see any squirrels in there. And I'm like, there are two fucking squirrels <laughs> yeah. right in the picture. And yeah, like, they don't have the right happen to me audio files for the exact problem a lot of the times. They're just like, we'll, we'll just put a thing. Like, obvi- it's not what we want, but yeah, we'll, we'll get a random one. Like, there's obviously squirrels yeah. there, but it's not the squirrels they're looking for, or something weird like that. And it, right, 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 exactly. The yeah. other thing... um. It's hard it's hard to say this because part of it is due to just me but the ending of the story uh and I'm not going to spoil it for anybody don't worry uh the mystery and how it's quote unquote solved didn't feel satisfying to me at all and maybe that's due to me not having had enough time with it to process process it and understand it um I finished the game r- right as we were doing the pre-show stuff so there is that. Uh, I haven't had time to sit down and process it and talk about it with Josh, but um, it wasn't a very satisfying conclusion to the game for me as of right now. And that's something if Josh and I sit down and kind of discuss it, maybe I will feel differently about it. As of right now, I just don't feel satisfied with the ending. So It's not straightforward. I, w- I, will, I will say that as far as... Um... They open threads, and the conclusion is not to tie them all up. The conclusion is a um, it's sort it's almost like a reframing of like, okay, um, like we, we know you were looking over here, but like this was the actual question, sort of a sort of an ending. Um, and then, like, yeah. they kind of wrap up that. I figured that was the case. And it's, yeah, it's, yeah, I've heard a lot of people kind of say similar things about the ending. And I, th- I, I liked it, yeah. but it's something it is I not, sit down and discuss it is not you. a straightforward ending. Um, no, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. Okay. And Nuts. I mean, that's pretty, pretty much all I have to say about it. Yeah, you got a good, good 20 minutes of nuts there. Oh, yeah. Um, was it 20 minutes? Yeah. Um, there's I mean, a lot he kind of you mentioned it before. Sorry, guys. Um, it, some of this is probably going to be a switch thing. I Passionate think. about nuts. Um, because of the whole difficulty interacting with some of the items and whatnot when you're not using, you know, mouse and keyboard controls. Um, 
it's really helpful to move the flag that you have by your camper, like whenever you set up a new camp, as like a reference point. Like, yeah. okay, I saw the squirrel here in that last frame, so I, like I know he's there, and then be able to post that flag. So whenever you move your camera to a new spot, you can have like a point of reference. Like, okay, it, it, it's right here. He walked right by here. Uh, in order to help you frame your That's shot a good point. for stuff, but like mm. no one tells you you can use the flag for that. It's just it just happens to be there. Mm. I don't know. Did you ever use yeah. the flag? Because I didn't, but I wondered. I wondered about. Yeah, the flag. there's a I lot really of stuff did. like yeah, that. A... Yeah, that part of me thinks that maybe why they left the apple cores. Like, oh man, I want more than one flag. Maybe they put the apple cores as kind of a side. Like, mm. okay, you could move these around if you want something else as a point of reference. Um, yeah, but again, none of that's told you. It's all kind of like systems based stuff. Um, and again, kind of yeah, the way it's... I role played it was to immediately, get rid of, immediately get rid of the apple cores. Um, yeah, I, but... I think in some way, shape or form, it's probably a little bit vaguely like mist or riven where you're just kind of thrown in and you figure shit out. Um, yeah. vaguely, very much vaguely. Uh, I lied. There's one more thing I want to say about this game and then I really will let it go. Uh, it was a really cool experience for me playing this game, even though it was like, I didn't love the game. Like I was hoping I would after Josh described the premise to me, I still enjoyed this game a lot and it's going to be for people like me who are really going to enjoy the game to some capacity, um, who went to school for biology and it was really cool because it reminded me of probably one of the coolest experiences I had in college that I haven't actually told you guys about that um i still think of from time to time i remember i was taking this um this mammalogy course and we went into the mountains of course and we were doing moves. a camping Got trip up. yes and um <laughs> should i go like... <laughs> um so we were all camping up there as a class and we were doing various things like we tracked bats via sonar um, with these, um, with these, oh, I can't remember the name. And then these devices that basically would track their sonars and we were able to track them. Um, we also did something really cool, which is this game very much reminded me of is, um, the professors in that class, they took some mice and they dusted them with this, uh, phosphorescent powder and basically released them at night. And we were, we were to track them. And it was really cool because by using a specific light, a UV light, you could actually see the trail of where these mice ran with the phosphorescent powder. So we were tracking them for hours, trying to figure out where they ran off to. And it was like a, it was like a real life fucking video game. Um, like mm. when you guys, we've talked about it on Ghost of Tsushima or on Witcher 3 or any of the other games. Detective that tracking. <laughs> and I know you guys have kind of like, we talked some shit on that, but that it really is what it's like to do that. Uh, you literally have a flashlight and you're tracking, you're tr meticulously tracking the trail, trying to figure out the order into which it went. And I remember like playing this game very much reminded me of that on a less um, realistic scale of you tracking these, these squirrels and where they're going. Granted, you don't see the tracks themselves, but because of the, the, the setting and the plot for the game, it reminded me of that so much. Um, that was such a cool experience I had in college. And this game very, very much, it brought some memories back of that and is fairly reminiscent of that. 
So if you're at all into like science at all or even biology, which is a science, I don't know why I framed it that way. Uh, yeah, definitely check out the game. I would say that because it definitely scratched that itch for me. Um, cause I do miss doing science and biology yeah. and, uh, yeah, it was very reminiscent of that. Yeah. And kind of outside of that, just on a puzzle front, it's a really satisfying loop just tracking these things. Cause the, the whole idea is that, and this is kind of not strictly, but you know, again, kind of like born out, like realistically, a lot of animals will stick to habits and kind of. Um, follow the same paths a lot that they use and so the idea For sure. like in this game it's the exact same path it's very gamey as far as like there's no variation whatsoever they're going to do the exact same thing every night so you can kind of track them um you know and kind of use this time it's essentially a time loop sort of a puzzle to like okay i saw where they were at this time like let me move the camera and i can see where they were right before that um sort of a thing and it's a really just just satisfying loop being able to uh try to try to you know figure out someone's path through this area like in 3D space based off of just a recording that you made at a single time um so just it's just yeah. it's just fun on that level just alone it made me laugh the last mission uh cuz this is a very minor sp- actually it's a major spoiler never mind <laughs> uh basically you you're tracking a squirrel for a reason and every day it's in the same tree but at night it goes somewhere it's as if in the daytime it's been treed but at night it escapes but then it goes back to the it same comes tree, back to the tree every and, night. yeah i thought that was funny as well like of, of, of yeah. all the time loops i thought Definitely. that one i mean they they do they do explain that later on because it's not that it's treed it's Again, like I don't want to spoil it, but like yeah. they, they yeah, give yeah, a narrative yeah. reason for it. But like until you don't find that narrative reason until like I don't know. It took me like two or three loops through there, and I'm like, why the fuck is the squirrel back here? Like that I've treed again after the, And it yeah, it took me a while to kind of understand what they were doing. But like okay, all right, like uh, I forgive you for this weird mechanic that you did. Like it seems very bizarre, but like okay, I get it, but. Um, yeah narr- narratively i don't fully understand it which is going to be great for you and me to talk about it after the show um it, narratively it makes sense that being said <laughs> i don't understand it <laughs> that's the truth all right but that's nuts in a nutshell that was nuts 30 what minutes I'm... on nuts I, I feel like i'm in a fever dream here uh squirrels nuts wow you guys, did, you guys have a lot to say about nuts. I'm surprised. Uh, cool. All right. Well, on that note, um, let's just take a, a quick bathroom break, and we'll come up and uh, finish the show. Hey, Josh. Hey, Shay. You know what I was thinking about this week? I want to spend my money on a lot of different things, like a wall clock, a face mask, a puzzle, and a T-shirt. You know where I could spend that kind of money? I was thinking about webbed feet, but if you want all that, you can find it at store.swordchomp.com. Oh, store.swordchomp.com. And I've heard they have a bunch of different logos, too. I've heard they have the Sword Chomp logo, the Chomping After Dark logo, and they just recently got up the In the Blood and the Evoking the Sublime logo as well. The rumors are true. Well, that's good. That's good. So if you out there are interested at all, head to store.swordchomp.com. 
That's store.swordchomp.com. See you there. And we are back for the Chompcast. Shay has departed. Uh, by the way, Rich couldn't be here, Leslie. He said he was busy grieving the death of some Persona 3 character or something. I don't know. Aww. Some JRPG nonsense. Very sad. Um, you know, Rich. Do you, do you ever get into the Persona series, Leslie? I know you're a big mm-hmm. JRPGer. Nope. No. I'm not into teenage children. Whoa. Well, that brings <laughs> us to our next topic. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Yuffie from Final Fantasy VII. Um, I just thought this was uh, funny, sounds morbid and dark, but uh, we were joking about the Yuffie DLC in our private chat, and I don't know what I said, and, and Rich was like, uh, you know Yuffie's 16, right? I'm like, what? No, sh- shut up. Because, I mean, uh, granted, my memories of Final Fantasy VII are pretty dated, like most people's are probably, but I figured all of the, everyone in that game was like a young adult, right? Like 19, 20, 21, 22. Um, so, yeah, Rich sends that to the chat, and I'm like, holy shit, I bet you a lot of people would also fall for this. So, yeah, sure enough, I got a bitch. <laughs> I got a picture of Yuffie, uh, sorry, Yuffie. God, I'm going to do that every fucking time, you know. Um, and I threw it up on the Swordchomp polls every Tuesday. We run polls at Swordchomp on Instagram. And yeah, 70% of our audience was like, yeah, Yuffie's hot. And the very next slide was like, yeah, you fucking pervert, she's 16. <laughs> I got so many messages. Oh, my God, Le- Josh and Leslie. I got so many messages from people that just felt bad. They were like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. Or like, and they were like... Or, like, some people would try to, um, like, rationalize it. Like, some people would be like, well, I was 10 when I played the game. And I was like, eh, that's not going to hold up in court. She's a video game character. Um, I did not, did you, I I did not know, honestly, Yuffie was that young. Is she, everyone else in that game is, like, young adult, though, right? I believe Cloud is, what, 21 or 24, 21? Pretty, pretty, yeah, like, low He's in his early 20s, yeah. I'd have to look I it think, up, but like, yeah, they're they're, they're all pretty young. Like yeah, I the, think Aerith is like a year older. Um, I mean, those are the two main ones you really need to care about, right? Vincent is like a hundred and something years old, or some shit, or a thousand, or I don't know. Tifa, how old is Tifa? Tifa is around the same age as Cloud. I want to say she's maybe twenty. Each knocker's got to be at least ten years and twenty. Um, yeah, she's about tw- yeah, because they wouldn't sexualize those Tifa. They didn't really. They didn't sexualize Yuffie in the game, though. Correct. sometimes anime is a little bad about that you know even even her even even her actual costuming is not as gratuitous as some of the previous and even subsequent costuming of final fantasy characters yeah Uh, yeah fran (laughs) oh yeah but fran i mean fran is god knows how old and and she's a beautiful bunny lady and she's a bunny so she's She's good. That's the only time. I've never been a furry person, but Fran has definitely crossed me to the dark side a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, no. Fran ticks all the boxes. Bunny person, 6'5". Yeah, like... Oh, yeah, way too tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I just stand All the boxes. My... Just tick all I... the boxes. Why don't you? Like, you know what you're it's doing. It's hard. You know I what you're cool doing. Cool accent, tan skin, nice ass, <laughs> high heels. Fran's cool. Cute accent, you know, all of the there you above. Go. That's what I'm saying. Um, I just greatly amused making everyone feel perverted because mm. that's one of those funny things. Because he like, himself is a pervert. 
you know, misery loves company, or should I say mm-hmm. perversion loves company? Yeah, I guess so. I want to bring everyone down with me. But you're no. right. If you look at her original, like, there's really nothing sexualized mm-hmm. about her. And she does not, not, on further reflection, she does look, I mean, she's very skinny, but that could be anything. Um, yeah, she does look younger, I guess you could say. Yeah. And they never sexualized her post seven, like in any of her other all no, costumes. No, like, not I've even in the side. No. Games like she's all got they're not the same costume but all pretty similar like none of it's really treated that yeah. 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 She was still like always fairly covered up with that almost sweater. Yeah. Just very thingy. very short shorts. Questionably short shorts, you could say. Are they? Yeah. Um, you got, you you're one I mean, of those for that guys age. now. Those now, shorts are too short guys. Did they, do they not come to the short. end of her fingers, Morgan? I don't, is I that, don't think they're too short. Do they need to be past, past her fingertips? Well, is technically, that, her fingertips go to She's going to be weird... sent home? She's what you should have done was piece. put the poll for Riku, because Riku is 15, and she's very sexualized. <gasps> Riku mm-hmm. from 10 is 15? Riku is 15. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. I don't want to... Take a jab at Japanese culture, but they definitely do some questionable sexualization of uh, characters. But it also speaks to the era in which. So when was when was uh, ten released? How many years after seven? Actually, not too long. But I double checked. Riku is seventeen years old. Oh well, it says fifteen. Where am I? Whew. That makes all the difference. Still not. Um, I mean, it's still a minor. Oh, wait a second. Are you sure? You're looking at ten two. Wait a yeah, second. Yeah, you're probably looking at yeah, ten two. Because right. that took place two years later. Two years later. Oh my yeah. god! You're right. Fifteen. That's what I'm saying. Uh, well, they sexualized her too. Yeah. Didn't they? Like yeah. she's the same basic Heavily. archetype as Yuffie, as far as like kind of the you know young, um, you know kind of pixie type character. But, yeah. Yeah. No. Like, but Riku was, yeah, much more sexualized, like overtly instead of. And then it was originally released like four years after seven. So. Yeah. That's true. That's Must have true. been a big boom and. Mm. Something. Uh- I'm going to enjoy tricking people even further somehow down the road. I'll get him. I'll get him. But it's Riku. fine now. She's she's what, forty now? Forty one. So it's fine. I I just love the rationale of that. Like, well, I guess that's true. Like, technically in, speaking, in 2021, it, she's like 40. Yeah. 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 A lot of people said that too. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's like I was 15 when I played the game. It's like, well, but you answered the poll today, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Par- yeah. I mentioned this earlier, but Paramount has is. Uh, doing a bunch of new television shows, including a Halo television show. And the Halo TV show, I asked our audience how excited they were for it. Not very high. Um, It was like 40%. uh, People are not super enthused, or they don't believe that the Halo show is going to be particularly exciting. Um, Yeah, I don't know, honestly. I do think it's cool that Paramount's coming out with all these new TV shows, like... They're bringing stuff back, but like the fact that there is a Halo TV show is kind of cool. But it doesn't, yeah, it seems unlikely that it'll be of a quality yeah. thing. But like, I mean, the only thing interesting that ever happened in that universe is Reach, and for some reason, everyone hates Reach. So you know, I don't have high hopes. I'd rather I mean, watch ODST Red versus Blue too, again. But... Yeah, that's true. What did you say, Leslie? 
said I'd rather watch Red versus Blue again. <laughs> probably a good, uh, probably a better use of your time. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Though. I mean, it's it's an unknown. You know, Paramount as a new company, you don't really know what they're what? capable of yet. I mean, I'm sorry. Um, the the streaming service is a is a new service, so it's like if you know something's coming to Netflix, you're like, ah, eh, they could be give or take. If you know it's coming to HBO, you're like, if it's an original, it should be of a very high quality. Param- it's kind of up in the air, like what Paramount's originals are gonna be. Um, I'll give me that face, Josh. HBO, they make quality content. Do they? I think they're they trying to throw money out at everything. Halo. Most of it's shit, but they do throw yeah. an awful lot of money at it. <sighs> I think they're trying to branch out with Halo in a place that they just don't need to go. Well, the weird thing about HBO now is that because they've moved it over with HBO Max, like all that trash, my all those trashy sitcoms, trash like Friends, are on there now. So I'm just like, uh, they've they've really muddied the HBO waters of purity. Have they? <laughs> For me, they have. <laughs> My wife forced me to watch The Big Bang Theory, uh, like a hundred episodes of The Big Bang. And you know what? Some My of that show is not. It's <laughs> some of that show is not. There are some really nice things in that show, and there are some really intolerable sitcom yeah. bullshit things in that show. But yeah, um, I mean that's like most sitcoms. Sitcoms like yeah. you, you've got to, you've got to give them so much slack to get away with their sitcom bullshit because there's some. Like, if you take any of it too seriously, it's creepy. Like, sitcoms are creepy. Yeah. And the, like, the, the live audience thing, I'm just surprised that people even still do that now. It's just like... Yeah. But, but like, but, you know, accounting for that and kind of giving them room for their rules on there, it, it works. Like, it's, it's, it's fine. Like, I think there's more hate for that show than it deserves. But also, it's, yeah, it's, it's still just kind of there as far as, It's, you know. so... Like what the thing that I've noticed about it, because I was curious, like, oh, this is one of those super popular famous shows. It's got lowest common denominator kind of sense of humor, um, but it's also got like really clever humor because they're like scientists and they're ner- and one of them's like really mm-hmm. neurotic. Um, so it appeals to everyone. Like I actually find a lot of clever humor in there, but there is a lot of humor in there that makes me cringe. And I'm like, oh, yeah. maybe this is appealing to someone else. And I'm like, well, that's probably why the show's so goddamn popular. It appeals yeah. to all bases. The problem with appealing to all bases is. You have to have the lowest common denominator, in there, which sounds like a really egotistical, dickish thing to say. You have to bring in the meatballs, but you do. You kind of do. It has to. If it's on a, uh, well, if it's an older show, but if it's on like a common, like a basic cable channel, you imagine there's just a lot of people that are just, you know, everyday yeah. casual. It's, I turn on ABC and hmm. watch. You know, it's interesting how they do that with more of the highbrow premises how how they handle making the you know making it appeal to a wider audience because like yeah. i feel like with the big bang theory a lot more of it is just kind of the the overall writing mm-hmm. of, and like just the framing of a lot of the plot lines in there whereas yeah. They do reference a lot of your beloved nerd stuff, like Firefly. That's the thing. If you're a nerd, you'll catch all these little yeah. references. I don't know. It's it's weird. Like, I feel like it's it's almost trying to be something like obviously, snobs and nerds are not exactly the same thing. Although, you'd you'd be forgiven for confusing the two. Um, but like, I don't know. I I still feel like Fraser handled it better as far as like taking this niche sort of idea. And making it yeah. popular to a wider like Frasier just handled different era, different. Yeah, era I don't know. Though, like I just, yeah. I feel like it did a better job of trying to like 
you know, introduce you to something that's somehow not as popular. And I think, honestly, I think part of it is that nerd culture is just, that's just mainstream now. Like, we like to pretend that we're oppressed, but it's just mainstream now. It is, yeah, Um, yeah. It really is. It's interesting to see that. Yeah. It's it's interesting, yeah. I despised it at first, and it's sort of grown on me in a weird way. The guy, the actor who plays Sheldon, is like a really good actor. I don't know what his name is in yeah. real life, but I'm a really good actor. Um, and uh, I asked our audience if they were, you know, Pokemon turned twenty five, and uh, I asked our audience uh, if they would be, you know, if they do you Pokemon? I'm sorry, my kid. Oh my god! All right, I don't know how much longer I'm gonna last here uh, for our audience. Uh, my kid is just. Ripped the cord out of my Blastoise. <laughs> I lost all power glowing behind me. Um, yeah, basically wanted to see if our audience was a big fan. Like 70% of our audience said they do They do Pokemon. Do you even Pokemon? Pokemon turned 25, which is pretty cool, actually, and makes me feel really old. Leslie, where were you when the Pokemon fer- phenomenon first started? What were you doing when the Pokemon phenomenon swept the world? How old were you? What were you doing? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I was in middle what school. Was I? You... Oh, I was probably in high school then. Do you remember? Did you get into it at the time, or were you like, "Oh, these nerds"? No, no, I was cool. too old for it. Yeah, too old. Too old. I, I thought Pokemon crossed boundary. Well, if you were in high school, you're probably like, "I'm too cool. Yeah. I'm too what pretty. I can't be dealing." Ninety. Ninety-eight. Ninety-eight. You just said it was 20, turned twenty-five, so that should. 25 oh, so then i was what, um, at 96 yeah. but like yeah that sounds yeah that's right 13 yeah i'm so that seemed was it really i was not, in seventh I assumed it was grade, before then in japan what, what, what is this 25 well, years coming from Maybe i think that japan least? is where it started no 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 they would count japan um so i think for a lot of us we got it in like 97 98 or whatever it was. okay that's what i was, it was like that's always a weird sure. thing because especially then i was probably yeah, especially in the fantasy. '90s, there was a drastic difference for release dates, for U.S. and yeah. Japan. It, just, it took way longer to yeah localize anything. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, weird. And Pokemon is still just as strong as ever. It's kind of insane. Like one of those things that people you know, everyone's like, "This is a fad," and yeah, it really just survived the fad. It's really incredible if you think about it. Mm. Um, so where our kids do you kid do your kids get into Pokemon Leslie? Have you had any Pokemoners in the in your house or no? No, they kind of did when they were younger, and their uncle lived with us. But then, like, I don't know, it just never has been a thing. Hmm. I mean, it makes me sad. I would be, <laughs> I'd be, I, I, I've tried really hard to get, um, yeah, ninety six in Japan. I tried really hard to get my kids in a pokemon and i've only partially succeeded mm. so you're trying too hard yeah. yeah never force on, it upon Morgan. them just Come be on. very happy about it just be very passionate about it just just I leave it in eye shot so they think it's yeah. their idea come on morgan like exactly. you should know this they'll get there i still think they're it's a little here too young so maybe we'll it, yeah hey, yeah mine because that would have been middle school you have to, you you get, have to have a little tolerance for the rpg grind we mentioned it's a mild yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the old that, TV show is that what you're talking about? Well, not the old TV show. They've got like 20 years of it at this point worth of TV <laughs> show on Netflix that my kids have gone through entirely. Like my kid is completely caught up on Pokemon 
at this point. Are you point. serious? Yeah, like both oh my, my kids have watched through all of the Pokemon show at this point. Um, That's really impressive. That's cool. Our, yeah, That's every awesome. time a new season comes out, they're excited that there's more <laughs> more Pokemon to Aww. watch. I wish my kids were that into Pokemon. It's like a dream of mine. So, <laughs> Good job. I'm proud of your kid, Josh. Um, what's your kid's favorite Pokemon, Josh? Do they have a favorite Pokemon? Oh, uh, my <laughs> youngest son's is, um, Jigglypuff. What is my daughter's favorite? I don't know if she has Jigglypuff, one. Wow. I don't know if she has one in particular. She really likes all the different evolutions. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Like all the different Eevees. So I guess Who Eevee, doesn't love but like more, more so the, all the different ones that. All the different yeah. evolutions. Um, They're cute. Yeah. All right. Well, my kid is not a fan of this. I tried for like so long <laughs> to get her to sleep, and now she's just trying to sync this podcast. So, um, but yeah, thank everyone for voting. And uh, I want to thank Leslie personally for being here. Um, a lot of fun to talk to you today and uh, staying up late with us. So, and my kid's very happy you're here too. I know. I love the fact that you can hear in the background going. <laughs> she's the, she thinks she's so funny because she. I love it. Stupid mm-hmm. farting. Right? So cute. She's at the age right now where, like, just walking outside, just walking <laughs> makes her giggle. That's all she'll do. She'll just walk, and she's Aww. so happy to be walking. And I'm like, man, can you imagine if human beings were that happy to just walk around outside? You know. Uh, Great. Maybe if we can get through this COVID thing, okay, we'll all just be happy to be outside again. But it's just, it's just funny to be like the joy of a kid. They're just like walking in the grass, and they're so fucking happy. So, mm-hmm. all right. Anyways, let's get out of here. Thank you again, Leslie. Thank um, you. At Sector Seven Item Shop on Instagram, everywhere. Queen of Sword Chomp. Everywhere. Oh, thank you, Joshua Fowler, joining us from Michigan. Shay, of course, from Japan. You know, he had to leave, and Rich will be back probably next week. So, and I'm General Mountain Time here in Montana. We will see you next week for an all new Chompcast. Say goodbye. Say goodbye. Bye. Say bye bye. 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 Just, <laughs> Just dead stare. Dead stare. <laughs> Nothing. Say bye. Nope. <laughs> nope. How about that? We tried. We really did. Um, Bye-bye. <laughs>